This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, Working Class Bowhunter. It is episode 516. Woof. Cranking them. Kurt here. Eric Doug. Doug. Whoa, easy. Fast draw. I go first, bro. You're third in line, Doug. Sit down. Yeah. Know your place, bro. Yep. <laughs> We're doing the intro to this podcast, the Lee Her. Um, if you listen to the podcast on Working Class on DeerCast, you're already familiar with this nice young gentleman. We kind of razzed him pretty hard on this episode about He's his good dude and everything. Great guy. A lot yep. of fun. He can take it. He can take it. Good dude. Our people. Um, we got to have him back in. One of the fun guys to have yeah. in. Him and Josh and the rest of the gang. I'll be embarrassed. Um, any announcements, Eric? We got the... Merch stuff. You're the store guy. Merch stuff. So we got the new stickers. You know, you can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks stickers in. Pretty true. Big hit. We, we got the gas station stickers in. Going to yes. be a huge hit. And then we have um, a lot of the shirts are going to be going away. Like I've said in the previous podcasts, um, they're going to be going away. So if you want them now, get them in because we're not going to do any reorders on them. So once they're out, they're out. And then we're doing all new designs. It's time to refresh in the, the store, I think. I mean, yeah. some of these shirts have been running for... Since we started. We have five designs in the hopper getting worked on right now. Yep. Five five more designs coming out. So that's going to replace five of the other shirts. So some of the other shirts are going to be going away. If you want them, buy them now. I like that. That's fair. Um, Get them. Cool. Get them Thanks hot. for the update, Eric. Um, the po- I'm going to get right to the biz. So you can get right to the podcast. Let's do it. The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. Uh, the Elite Envision is a shooter, man. That's right. It's a shooter. What's up, Doug? What do you need? Nothing. Oh, I thought you were like, what the hell? I'm just... Oh, Doug's ready with his veteran shout out. He looked confused there for a He's like just thinking about that veteran shout out. Yeah, you're staring off into space. Uh, You can use code (laughs) WCB at EliteArchery.com. Buy your bow. Ship it to a local dealer. Use the code. Save some money. Uh, The Elite Envision is killer. There's Mountain Tan and Sienna Brown. Mountain Tan, baby. Mountain Tan looked good on my line. All the colors look good on these. Mount, I got Mountain Tan. What's your, it, what it color is, is your bow? Nice. That's that purple rain. <laughs> purple rain. Doug always gets the crazy colors, and Dude, I love why it. Why not? I love it, man. 
can't stop, won't stop. I love it. Check out the bow. It's um, I I, I set my <laughs> bow up right. Okay, and I felt like when I was telling everyone at Turkey Palooza, they're like bullshit. Because like there's a certain bows that stick out, like the E35, the Ritual 35, Synergy, the Synergy, um, the Ritual. Ritual was a great platform yeah. all around. They've all been good, but there's certain ones that stick out a little more. And the Envision, I think, is that next bow for me. Dope. I like it. Stand, stand, it's got a wide stance to it. Looks clean. Oh, dang. Podcast is also brought to you by Big Time. Big Time right now, you can use code WCB2022. And if you're thinking about spring plots, you can do that. There's a pre-order available. Well, right now, you're pushing the limit. If you're wanting to do the borderline, you can order the borderline. Um, it's that, about to run out, so get that shit in right it's now. It's really close to running out. It's a yep. problem. Like We might be on the verge. So if you're wanting to do borderline, block off your entry, exit, line out your food plots with the borderline. It's like a it's secure cover. It's like a wall. Build the wall. Um, big time borderline. <laughs> build the wall. What? Hashtag build the wall. Um, and there's a pre-order going on for big time main event. That is a fall plot that I'm going to be running the, that fall plot at that or the Buck Brunch. Um, BigTime.com, code WCB2022. And Huntworth Clothing. I got to tell you, turkey hunting. I was turkey hunting with Joe. We killed a, a good Tom uh, in Indiana. And I was sat down with my Tarnan camo on the ground. And he was putting the decoys, so I was getting situated. He's like, God damn, that looks good. And it's, he couldn't even see you, could he? He's like, where are you? And I had to take my gloves off. I was like, I got hand tattoos, but can you see me? <laughs> ah. but oh, there you are. Compliments on that Tarnan camo. I get more on that than any other camo pattern Absolutely. I've ever worn. I'll say uh, they're just the disruption, whatever I'm using. Uh, I'd like to see someone try finding me where I killed my turkey. Oh, really? Because that turkey was like 10 yards and couldn't find me. Really? I didn't use a decoy, so he's just looking. Yeah, that's... The, the, I would like to see... I don't know. It'd be funny to sit there and see if like... You guys come like see if you can find us. That would be cool. Uh, are we playing adult hide and seek? Yeah, you get a beer if you find me. Hey, that's kind of fun. <laughs> adult hide and seek. Brought to you by Huntworth. Yeah. Instead of Marco Polo's. Yeah, <laughs> and you can use code WCB fifteen if you're wanting to jump into any of the Huntworth clothing uh, disruption, Tarna and Hidden. They have three awesome patterns. They all look good too. We're Hidden. big fans of it, and they're great people behind that brand. Dude, their gear is solid. It's I'm. I'm telling you, we've been saying it. <coughs> been saying it. We have been. Scent Why Crusher, don't you believe man, us? Scent Crusher, man, we're, we've been proud to work with Scent Crusher for years now, legitimately yeah. years. Great people. Um, Rubline does a killer job promoting Scent Crusher, but the products work fucking amazing. Speak for himself. Um, we're rocking the roller bag out to Bear Camp into our other camps. We're using them as travel bags when we're flying to our flight overseas. Yeah. Um, it's basically, yes, scent elimination primary, of course. Organization for your Huntworth camo is like the number two because you got your closet and your bags. You you pull what you want out of your closet to put in your gear bag or your roller bag onto your hunt, and it's just an amazing. And to be honest, the new Halo system that's rechargeable, you can take Dude. it anywhere. You put Can't it in your it. truck, you can do anything with it. Dude. No more cords. Your gooch will no longer stink on your week long no shower hunts. Scent crusher. You'll smell mildly okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, old barn taxidermy, man. All this stuff leads in to old, your taxidermist. It really does. Right. It funnels in. It, it does funnel in. Um, get to old barn. Tell them we sent you. Uh, running turkey specials right now. They're trying to do forty full mounts. Um, but yeah, I mean, get ki- that mondo mounted. Get it Take mounted. yours, sir. No, I didn't mount a turkey. I didn't mount a turkey this <laughs> yeah, year. I didn't mount one either. Two turkey mounts right now. Until mine's got to be like 
something special. A mondo. A yeah. mondo. Like a 30-pounder. Jesus. With cheese. They killed one. They killed a 30-pounder. I saw that. Old Barn did. It's insane. Um, also, loophole optics. Uh, we're going to talk binos today. We're Normally, we're rocking 10 by 42s BX5 Santiams, BX4 Pro Guides. We got some BX4s to give away at the shoot. Little, I was uh, just gonna say that. Video. Like, if you think if you're thinking about coming to the shoot, I would do it because Leupold has it going on. Well, and so there's different levels of the BX4 binos, so you can get what fits your budget and uh, the performance eyewear. We have some performance eyewear to give away at the shoot, and I've been noticing more and more people are rocking Leupold shades because so like, they're. Badass. They're fucking dope. They are awesome. They're fantastic. Uh, check out loophole.com and click around from rangefinders, binos, performance eyewear, spotting scopes, um, mounts, apparel. Um, they really right they apparel, have, too. They have about everything. Their apparel is a shit, dude. Yeah, Loophole doesn't do anything half ass. And that's just the shirt's so comfortable. That's just facts. Uh, Camel Fire. Let's go to Camel Fire right now. As well, we you got go. deals on. Let's see it. We got tree stand deals. We're talking 58% off. 38% off, 41% off. bucks for that stand. Get out of here. Come on. Yeah, game cart. 27% off. Dang. Woo-wee. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's nice. Look at that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Delete your browser history. Your wife will yeah. never know where you're Delete it. Hey, water boy. Woo! You owe me 20 bucks. It's <laughs> good stuff. What's this? American Hunter. S- Remote activator. Huh. It's a feeder. Feeder huh. kit. You can do that in Iowa, can't you? I'll be damned. A lot of good stuff. Range finders. Range finders. Safety harnesses. Safety Ooh. harnesses. Mighty one Tree stand sticks. Yeah. Camelfire.com. Check it out. Different Camel deals. Arm. They change it. Damn. See, we get caught into looking at deals yeah, and yeah. we forget we're doing we that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shit. Oh, my bad. Shit, you order that. Sorry about that. Uh, game bags. They got game? Oh, yeah. Right there. Oh, yeah, those are the black ovens. Hey, pull the trigger. That's what I would do. Listen, man, my wife already hates me. I don't need to. She doesn't suck. Clear your browser history. But she already hates me. Uh, Novix tree stands. We are doing the code for Novix WCB22. That's only good for 200 uses. Once it's done, it's done. So get, get in there. Get your orders in, boys. If you're planning girls, on getting a new stand for fall, do it while we have the code. The Hilo um, is my favorite tree stand currently. And st- they have every. You want mini sticks? You Love want full length sticks? You want. Single sided, you want double, double sticks are my my jam. What do you Whoa. need? Uh, Novix tree sands code WCB twenty two. You can play those snakes, baby. And uh, that. Doug, you want to do the veteran shout out now? Yes. <laughs> One pause. I will do it now. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> this veteran shout out is brought to you by HHA USA. Go to HHA USA Sport uh, dot org. Check them out. Necessary. Usually have that in my brain, but it's been a while since I've been here. So hey, you've been doing your uh, veteran shouts mobily, mobily, which is mobile. Also tough because it can't be no noise in the background. Right. You have to tell your girlfriends to shut their <laughs> whore mouth when you do it. <laughs> For the veteran, shut it. Both of them. No, but this is submitted by uh, Joseph Felipe. Hopefully, I got that right. Uh, the veteran is Ben Larson. <laughs> even says, I hope you don't get that. Don't you need help with that one? <laughs> nice. Uh, in the Army National Guard in Minnesota. Minnesota. Said, I've known Lars for a damn near a decade now, and he's a top-notch dude. He's currently deployed with the Minnesota National Guard. Even though, his, even though he's a stash wearer and tanker, 
I won't let him change the fact that he's a stand-up guy. He is married to a beautiful wife, Jess, and have two two kids under two. We met in the ROTC program in college, and even though our paths don't cross all the time, I'm active duty in the military. Uh, we see we seem to pick up right where he left off. I got Lars hooked on hunting when I brought him out spring turkey hunting back in 2015. Ever since then, he has been just obsessed with the rest of us dirt bags. <laughs> nice. Uh, last year, Thanks. <laughs> Ben shot his first buck ever, even though he thought it was a doe. I'm never going to let you live that down, bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's definitely knowing you're the boys. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing over there, and when you get back, you got a camera guy for that sweet-ass elk hunt you want to go on. Love you, bro. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. So uh, thanks for sitting that, Joseph, and uh, thank you for your service, Ben. Thanks, Ben, for your service, buddy. Thank you, sir. And thanks, Joe. Thanks for your service as well. Congrats on uh, your first buck. Your, <laughs> you thought it was a no. Your no buck. <laughs> your no buck. Your Caitlin Jenner buck. <laughs> Bingo. Just backwards. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, Doug. You didn't uh, read that like Kid Rock on Joe Dirt. I, yeah. <laughs> Dear Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Joe. <laughs> I found his parents. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for your service. Appreciate you submitting that. Let's jump into the episode. Thanks for being here, everybody. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode 500 and something, nobody really cares, episode of Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Geyer, speaking. We got Eric Common, Doug Schmidt, Austin Chandler. We have a, a guest co hosting, Josh Barks. Oh, I got to crank your mic up. It's being silent. And we have guest of the week. Guest of the week, Lee Her. Thanks for being here. It's like no guest of the hour, maybe. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, it would be the hour and the week, too much probably. Um, I got to work on that. I've been meaning to work on mic six, which is what Josh is on for a long time. It's quiet. Talk into that, little sweet baby. What do you want me to say? Wow, it sounds I'll nice. Tell what, and low here, here. you want to hear, I'll tell it to you. <laughs> oh, baby. Seductive. It's that voice, man. Oh, oh, He's got shit. the voice. <laughs> we'll crank it up. It'll get going here. We'll figure it out here. Um, working class boner. Here we are, as you heard from the intro. If you couldn't figure out what podcast we're listening to from our intro, um, there's no help for you in this world. And you might as well just lay down somewhere and everyone will forget about you. That's kind of where we're at. <laughs> God, God damn. How many times more do you need to hear our name before you listen to a podcast? It's a little excessive. Well, I think at this point they should know what they're listening to. Yeah, but there's first-time listeners all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know, once you hear the intro and then I'm like, welcome to the working class. I shouldn't really have to say, like, welcome to the working class no, you should. podcast, but it feels necessary from, like, a host standpoint, right? What do you guys think? You guys are... Sets it off. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I I like the intro. Love it. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. My jam. We'll leave it for you. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds you like good. it? I do. I do like it. If you didn't notice me mouthing every single word. I did notice that. <laughs> I appreciated that. And uh, Lee, uh, we just did a working class on DeerCast podcast episode, which um, one of my favorite ones, honestly. Like, I really enjoyed it. The Buck story was great. And we're going to cover a little bit of that. But we're, we covered some of the stories in that podcast a little more in detail on that one specific deer than we're going to talk about in this podcast. Um, and I don't know if they're both going to launch the same week or opposite weeks. It'll seem obvious when this comes out, but that's what's going on in real time in my head right now. So if you want to hear more about this giant, giant deer in detail, check out that episode on DeerCast. Please interact with us on DeerCast. Get on there, like, comment, um, just engage with us. You know, we're going to, we have a, actually, we better talk about this. We have a yep. podcast coming up. Um, on DeerCast that we're going to do just the WCB crew, and we're doing a Q&A that's only going to be on DeerCast. So we're only taking questions from comments in DeerCast, and it's going to be completely DeerCast-related. So it'll be a Ask Us Anything, but DeerCast-focused only. So more specific stuff. Um, we're going to try – Clint's going to try and be in studio for that. Austin will be in the, on that one. We're going to try and get Ross in. So – um, as far as WCB is concerned for Whitetail Mines, we're going to try and get everybody involved on there. So, How are we going to do that? We're going to make a post on DeerCast to drop your questions here, or how's that going to go? That's the goal. Okay. Um, I'll just have to so get Josh knows. Sparks over there to be like, yeah, we'll do that. Do that. So <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, we know a guy. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, that's the plan there. So be in DeerCast, support us there, support DeerCast, a community of hunters that need to be supported. Um, Lee talks about in that podcast, Basically, why you use it. Yep. Because you're a guy that's very, like, everything in your life is deer. Yeah, absolutely. Family, deer, and work, basically. Yeah. And uh, so you'll find that out in that episode. But so you're the guest of the hour. How did you get involved in hunting in general? Like, you've been doing it your whole life, or how did it all like roll in? Yeah. So um, I'm from East Central Iowa, the Amanda Colonies. Um, growing up, I mean, it's in my family. My dad did it. My I'm German, so we call him Opa. My Opa did it. Um, my dad is a, he's been a mature big deer killer my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of started with him, you know, getting me interested, just like every father and son duo, you know? Yeah. But when I got to the point where it was like, you know, I was starting to bow hunt and that kind of stuff, you know, 13, 14 year old, um, basically my dad said, go for it, figure it out on your own. Yeah. My, my Opa didn't bow hunt. He was just a shotgun hunter. Um, I still do the the party hunting shotgun thing for the camaraderie. Um, so it's like a traditional type. Thing. Yeah, and yeah. I yep. get that aspect of it. Yep. And so I I know the timbers that we hunt really well, and um, I'm one of the only young guns that walk. You know, so I walk every drive. So it's more or less just exercise. You're, you're the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exercise for me. Um, but my dad, he basically, you know, when I was 13, 14, that age, he would say I would hunt this area, but he said. Go figure, figure it out. out. Figure out how to kill a big deer. That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, death by fire, basically. That's a better way to do it, I yeah, think. And, you know? The and, whole, the gamble is that it's like you could have been like, nah, not yeah. for me. So I've got a couple friends who's, whose dad was a killer, 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 and they were more or less trigger men, you know, mm -hmm. as kids. they Their dad set everything up, got everything ready um, all throughout their life, basically, and they pulled the trigger. So, you think that hindered them now? Yeah, because now um, one of them doesn't hunt at all. Um, he'll hang around us a little bit, but he does not go hunt. And one of them pretty much only hunts shotgun season, and that's it. Interesting. 
because on episode 500, we talked about raising kids and hunting and like mm-hmm. to start them on a crossbow and what age to start them at. Did you hear that episode? Yeah, I listened to that. And my, What's your thoughts on that so, whole deal? So my input on that is I started, so I started shotgun hunting. Josh is smirking over there. Because I hear what he has to say. <laughs> when, when I was in, when I, you know, Iowa changed to any age a youth hunter can go after I was already the age to be able to go. It was yep. 12 years old yep. when I started, That's but you could hunt also. any other season if you were younger. So I started when I was 10 and, and hunting, you know, you're taking a life. Like it's, yeah. it's a big, deal. it's heavy. It's heavy. Um, so to me, you know, I'm all about getting kids in it, you know, and we talked on, uh, the last podcast about my big deer and how I had a couple kids come with for the recovery and that kind of stuff. And getting them involved younger, I think is good. You know, I, I went yeah. to sit with my dad, you know, when I was four or five years old, we'd go sit in the box blind, you know, like yeah, a bless you, well, <laughs> Thank you. Not a box, you know, like a makeshift yeah. box blind, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. not like, the, not the muddies that are out there today. Yeah. Um, and I'd sit with him while he hunted and we'd go and I'd shoot squirrels or, you know, it was, we'd go sit in the bad spots where he wasn't going to kill a deer, Yeah, but he'd take me. <laughs> You're killing shed antler eaters. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shed, um, shed rats, shed rats, and yep. tree rats, tree rats. Yeah. Um, so getting them involved young, I think, is great. The post kill process, like what you did, was is probably a pretty good move. Yep, yep. Because I, you know, I, I, I said I had them watch me gut it, you know, and yeah. one of them was kind of squeamish, so I, you know, he kind of backed away, and I was like, that's fine. Respectfully, you know, yeah. part you're of not it. like get in here, yeah, you pussy. <laughs> um, which it wasn't my kid; it was a neighbor's kid. But yeah, your um, kid's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> take a bite out of this yeah, heart. Hey, take yeah. a bite out of that heart, pussy. Yeah. Bite the apex and put the blood under your eyes. Yeah. It's like everybody get this yeah. kid out of no, here. No, that's yeah, that's not cool. But it's cool of you to like bring them along yeah. because gutting a deer is not you're not cutting open the guts like mm-hmm. some of those kids probably think you do. Yep. You know, right. And, and for me, getting them involved at the younger age, like my dad did, four, five, six, you know, taking them with that—that's all. That's what I'm all about. I've got a one-year-old son and a seven-year-old stepdaughter. To okay. me, I think once I hit that ten-year-old age, yeah, is yeah. when I will start. You know. See, that's when I got into it. You know, and I don't know what the 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 law is in Illinois. Maybe it was illegal. I don't know. I'm sure it was. I was with my dad. You know, but I was old enough to get it. But I, yeah. I think, like, guys, I see guys pushing, and we talked about this on 500, pushing the limit at, like, 5'6". Yeah. It's, it's like, little... damn, man, that's... I am just too nervous that I will ruin it for them. You can't... Yeah. I, I think you can easier than guys that are getting into it. I, it's, it's a touchy a, subject. It's touchy. It's a touchy subject. It's very touchy. Well, because... I th- and I think every kid's wired different, too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of 5- and 6-year-olds that are ate up. They want to go out there and experience it, and that's great. But, like, my son, Cody, you know, he's 6. He's I get him out to turkey hunt maybe once a year, and other than that, he doesn't have much interest in the deer, so I'm not going to push it on him. Yeah, right. just, he'll come around, though, yeah. dude. He'll come around. Well, that's I don't want to I don't want to ruin him at the right. age of six. Like I'm going to let him watch me do my thing, and eventually he'll be like, "Man, I want to go out and do that with you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what'll happen. Yeah, and you see videos of you know of dads that take their kids out at five turkey hunting with full loads, and they shoot the turkey, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, yeah. man." Yeah. But, I'm not, not, every I just, kid, not every kid's not every wired kid's that way. way. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I was know. scared to shoot when I first got my shotgun, dude. I was t- eight, nine, and I started hunting when I was 10. 
I wouldn't shoot the shotgun. I was scared of the kick. Yeah, exactly. And my dad's like yelling at me, you know, like yeah. just, just <laughs> oh, like sure. old school type dad. Yeah, you pussy. I bought this gun for you. You better shoot it. Like, <laughs> what the hell did I even spend money on it for? Yep. And then it kind of was like ah. And then eventually I nutted up and did it, you know. But like that, I don't want to put that pressure on my kids. Yeah, absolutely. It's different now. I mean, maybe we should. Maybe that's like part of keeping men men. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there is a fine line between a man and a child, though. There's a there fine is. line, very there fine is. line. You're a child know? when you're eight years old, and I th- I think you're a child when you're twelve years old. Yeah, when I was ten, to me that was the point where it was like, that's why I'm going to do ten years old. You know, that's fair because I want him to be able to take the kick of a gun. They're big enough. They're big enough. Smart they, enough. They they're at the point in their life where they understand that they're taking a life. I mean, yeah, they're still young, but to me, it means more to a ten year old than it does a five year old. You can have more oh, intellectual sure. conversation with exactly. them. Not that yep. you can't with someone younger, but we don't know they, what I'm they, saying. They understand yeah. more what's going on. Yeah, and like we talked about in the last <clears throat> podcast, I cried like a bitch, you know? So yeah, well, it, I mean, it, you didn't, though. I mean, It means something. It you means know? something, you know? There's, there's a lot of weight there. There's emotion there. There's time invested. There, you, know, you care about what yeah. you're doing. It's not, you know, our podcast is weird because we cuss and we say things and we're sarcastic and we're a little... Uh, yeah, like you're a pussy for crying. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> like we would say yeah. that, but like we're also kidding. Like we understand the weight of. I love this. We understand the weight of like what's going on, you know. Yeah. Like, and we're just being real about it. Like, you know, we don't really. We would never call you a bitch for actually crying over killing a two hundred right. something inch yeah, Like we absolutely. understand because I would be right there with you. When I killed my creepy is a hundred fifty five inch eight pointer with some kickers. Yep, I sat next to him for twenty minutes and cried. Not like. Not like a bitch for the record, <laughs> but like, like a man. You weren't. But you sobbing, shed a you, you know? shed a tear. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah. I held him back, man, dude. I no, I, I you know I showed my appreciation. It was, and, looking, like, it was yeah. yeah, it was. He- I'm out some in the woods, like some crossbow yeah. hunter's about to put a bolt in. Some, <laughs> some squirrels laughing at you. Yeah, yeah. He's like, man, fuck him. I would eat the antlers so fast. But <clears throat> I, we all understand that type of weight yeah. and, and the emotion. And I think at 10 years old, if they grow up in the right. culture, which I did not, it was kind of like we adopted it into yeah. our lives. I guess that's a major factor to consider yeah. as and, you're getting into it. But even like what you do with like Isla, you know, when you bring the deer home in the back of the ranger or whatever... You go out there and she sees the deer and everything. That's, that's what I did growing up. You know, dad brings. Yeah, that's yeah. the culture. Right. They bring a pile of deer home, you know, and you go over there and poke them in the eyeballs and do all this weird shit, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's curious. just, it's right. It's just getting us into that, that lifestyle of hunting, you know. <laughs> yeah. Poke them in the eyeballs. I mean, that's just kid curiosity. Yeah. What's his tongue doing sticking yeah. out? Uh, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poking it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, that's stuff that I don't consider because I didn't grow up. I mean, my uncle's hunting and stuff, but I didn't grow up in that culture, seeing dead deer in the back of trucks, in the back of side-by-sides, and, you know, and that's stuff that my kids are grow up with, like, you know, I'll have pictures of Clyde, and he's two months old with a big right. buck, you know, and that's stuff I didn't have. But anyway, like, we got off on that tangent. I just want to get your take. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think that's one thing that, like, you know, even me, starting at 10 years old, to me, once I hit that 18, 19, 20-year-old range it started meaning even more to me than it did. Yeah. Because, you know, now when I shoot a deer, it's almost like, man, I just killed something. Yeah. You know? And when I was 10 to 18, it was like, yeah, I killed something, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, it it's 
internal. It's you feel it's just it different. different. Yeah, yeah, you feel it. You different. know, it's I, almost I like even feel remorse. like there's a fine line between shooting one with a gun and a bow. Like th- with a bow, it means so much more to you. Absolutely, I, 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 in my opinion, it's a little does. more personal in a way. Like yeah, it's more, sure. you're more intimate. You're closer intimate. to that animal. You get to see their reaction to the shot. It's just it, it does. It means a little more. Intimate, yeah. I think, is the key term there. And there I, was is an old Fred Bear quote where a bow hunter's hunt, where a gun hunter's hunt ends, a bow hunter's hunt begins. Yep, because you. You know, a lot of times with a rifle, especially in, you know, you can't rifle hunt in Illinois, but like muzzleloader and Midwest and some of that, you know, really anywhere. You see a deer a lot of times sub 300 yards with a rifle, you can shoot it, given a lot of different variables. The bow hunt, you're like, okay, we see him. We're, we're this good night already. Now we got to get him here. Now we got to yeah. get him here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I get that quote. Intimate is probably the, the number one term yep. with that. So. Yeah, I mean, there's that's the fun thing about the conversation with different people is like seeing how they observe things and appreciate different things and different animals and hunts and are passionate about things and all that. So, um, I just want to get your take on the having kids yeah. yourself. So, yep, good conversation. You know. though. Yeah, I love it. I love that deep type conversation. It's just how you tap into it to get there, right? And some yep. some podcasts we get into it. Some podcasts you can't. Yeah, that's but, one thing that I'm super passionate about because. Like I said on the last podcast, hunters realistically are in today's society are a dying breed. You think you know, so? I, I, in well, kind of overall general population, yes. Yeah. You know, when you're talking whole United States wide, yes. See, I feel like I'm losing touch of that. Uh, just being completely transparent on here, I think I feel like we're going to get deeper mm-hmm. and deeper on this podcast. I like it, but I feel like I don't feel that way. Because everyone around me is a hunter. Yeah. Like, I've so... Well, we've, it, we've surrounded ourselves with hunting. We've designed yep. our lives around this hunting culture. Right. That I feel that we're so into it that I don't see that. Um, but I think you're right. I'm not saying... I don't I don't think that you're wrong. I don't. Right. But I don't, I don't think about that enough because I don't feel it enough. And I don't know that... It, you know what I mean? I don't know that necessarily it's... I don't know if a dying breed was the correct term to use. Have you called Matt Ranella? I talked no. to him about this. <laughs> no. Um, you should have talked to him Josh, coming on. Josh yeah, is moving research. <laughs> Josh is leaving. He's getting out of here. Just listening. Um, He's just here smiling with a beer. But it's it's no doubt the perception of it is way different yeah. than it was 20 years ago. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. less accepted in, you, in, you, the, you in the world. You think that? Yeah. I mean. I think it's less accessible, too. Less, God damn it. Less what is accessible? Going on your mic, Josh? Piece of shit. We need to get a new cord for that. I know. I think it's the cord. <laughs> Talk into that, baby. What do you want me say? See that? Oh, no. You shut it off. It. Now do it. Hello. We've had issues with that since Y-Till Adrenaline. Why do you sit me here? <sighs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you want to share a mic with me? You said you, you weren't going to say anything yeah, anyway. Because you don't say shit. You just, you just, I think when you talk, you just got to get on that mic heavy. I'm here. There you go. <laughs> Whoa. There it is. Cut, cuff it, you know. Okay. Yeah. Cuff them. Cuff them. Cuff them. Cuff them. Um... But you, you feel like it's less accepted now. I, I do, man. Yeah, I mean. Just in a general population, you know, you look at the world, and I think, you know, like we were having conversations out there, the world's way different than it was 20 years ago. It is. Do you, um, Austin, you're the oldest in here. Well, I think the non-hunters definitely scream a lot louder today than they did 20 years ago, and maybe that makes it seem like we're getting kind of boxed out. But percentage-wise, I don't know that we've really lost any hunters or we've gained any hunters. It seems, I don't know. Right, and and that's what I, the overall general population, though, 
there's a lot more of those people now than there used to be, I yeah. think. Because mm-hmm. the internet. Because, I was going to say, I think there's different platforms. Yeah, yeah. because Which, good those people bad. are louder. That's yeah. why, I mm-hmm. think. There's also more platforms. The hunters, you know? Yeah, so. true. Agreed. Go, go to DeerCast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got nobody bitching at you. Nice. We could have posted Austin's buck, the, the Leah's buck. And no one would have complained at us at DeerCast. Well, you know what? You'd be they surprised. Yeah. We got more shit on <laughs> Instagram from hunters than non-hunters. Yeah. But I feel like people in DeerCast are like, you don't see arguing on DeerCast. It's a community. Well, and I think, so his buck, we'll get into it, but my bow buck was a similar situation. Okay. Um, this will be fun. Yep. And we're, we're building we'll right get, now. We'll this get conversation's yeah. getting to your season. Yeah. Um, I guess we're adding layers to your bow hunting experience i guess yep. in, in your journey a little bit with all this but i find that take interesting you know and, and I, i'm not disagreeing with you i'm agreeing with you more but i'm agree to disagree i'm bringing up kind topics of. for the sake of great conversation yep. um i don't you know I, it's hard for me to talk i want to say i don't feel like it's less accepted now in society but everyone that i'm around knows how into hunting i am and they're yep. not gonna fucking argue me on it i just don't think we see it as much as yeah, all, I mean, some other hunters do. We're right. blind to it a little bit. And, yeah, blind yeah. You know, I don't know where all you live, but this area seems more rural. It is. It's know? all this way. Everywhere so we yeah. where I live now, I mean, I butt up to the Des Moines Metro. And Josh lives in the Des Moines Metro. So, you know, I see a lot more nerds. of those nerds. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I mean, that, I'm, I'm 30 minutes out, but um, yeah, right. you, you see a lot more of it, you know. And the high school yeah. I went to is right on the outskirts of Iowa City. So a lot of my friends, you know, it, they don't hunt. It's not what they do, you know. Yeah. And so now I see them on social media and I see their opinions and they're more vocal about their opinions than mm-hmm. they used to be, I think. I try to look back like in my high school, when I was going to school, there were only, I don't know, half a dozen bow hunters in the school of 250 kids. Mm-hmm. Really? I figured you'd have a lot more. There wasn't that many back in the day, but you got to think this has been, you know, 1997, 98 when I was in high school, but you're old, old. (laughs) but, uh, nowadays I think, I think the percentage of bow hunters in high school would be quite a bit more than that. Yeah. If I had to guess, see our high school was kind of the same. Like there wasn't very many bow hunters, but there's a lot of shotgun hunters. Yep. And I would say mine's flip flop of him. I would say the percentage of deer hunters because the urban has creeped into where I went to high school a lot more. Yeah. I would say the percentage of farm kids, hunters, um, that go there now is less than it was when I was That's there. That's how my high school really? is. Yep. See, my yep. perspective is a little... I mean, so I have opposite... Like, my perspective when I was in high school, I felt very isolated. Like... I did, too. I, I was... Uh, yeah, we went to similar type culture yeah. high schools. Like... I just didn't talk about hunting to anyone in high school. Well, I did. I was... Like, when I had MySpace... I, this is <laughs> I, I, you're dating yourself, Zanga. Yeah, but but we're all there. Like, what was right? your song? You want to know my? You want to know what my name was on MySpace? Oh, this absolutely. is dude. Everyone, everyone. Okay, everyone that was anti hunting in high school knew me for my MySpace name. I'm gonna guess it. Hear it. You'll never guess it. BMX. It's a phrase. Oh, it's like why tell BMXer. <laughs> you know how you had like if I remember MySpace right, you had your name, but then you had like a thing next to your name. You could write out something. Mine was eat meat, drink milk, be normal. <laughs> and everyone, like, dude, there's this group of vegan bitches that knew me because of it. And every time they'd just give me the finger. But I was a BMX kid with gauges and long hair. And I had like a Hoyt bow hunting. Like, dude, Hoyt put out this shirt in the fucking late 2000s. And it had three bucks on it. It was just like a fucking montage of three deer majestically, like, 
cartoon type drawn, but realistic enough. And I rock that shirt for years. I wore, Every day. I wore it like it was a band t-shirt. <laughs> and, dude, oh, man, they hated me. Man, so coming from my background, I fucking love that. Yeah. So <laughs> eat meat, drink, drink milk, milk be normal. normal. That was my MySpace thing. And, man, was it. That's going to be on his fucking license plate so, next week. That's, yeah. the next, that's the next apparel. You piss yeah, a lot of people off shirt. That's a new shirt coming. Dude, yeah. I pissed a lot of people off then, but like there were some shotgun hunters, but I was the only like hardcore bow hunter that I knew in my high school of, you know, my class had 600 kids in it and, you know. Woof. So enough yeah. kids there. That's huge. You know, it's a city and it's a quad, yeah. one of the big quad city yeah. high schools, you know. Yep. Mine was the second biggest high school in Iowa. Where'd you go? Downport West. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yours is bigger than mine, it probably. I've seen some shit. Yeah, I graduated with 111. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated with 111. Yeah, like you went to prison. Is that the first person to spit in the studio? I know Austin was the first person to spill, but... Sorry whoever got yeah. any uh, old-fashioned on him, but... <laughs> i seen some shit. See, and that's crazy to me, because... I did some time. <laughs> <laughs> Four years. Four I was years. 111 in my graduating class, and now my my school is at like I don't know 250. Probably that's probably like a decent sized high school, right? Yeah, we were 3A. Um, yeah, and it was whatever, whatever that, that means. means. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what our high school was. Yeah. Well, we I'm telling you, he was he was 4 or 5A. That's big, big, big. Okay, we we're multicultural Sick. where I went. So what's up? <laughs> we were very multicultural. We also had Kelowna, Illinois. <laughs> You ever done meth? What's up? <laughs> I'm sure it was around. It was one time, okay? <laughs> no, I never did. I just, I seen it in Kelowna. Peer pressure, man. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, I mean, anyway, I felt it then, you know, but I, yep. I don't feel it now, but it's because who I'm who you're surrounded by, you know? Yep. But uh, whatever. I don't, interesting stuff, either way. That took a turn real fast. <laughs> I love it, though. That, that's the best part about podcasting, man. We're just having conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So growing up and hunting, I mean, did you find a point where, like, did you hit a certain age where it clicked for you with, like, bigger deer? Like, so, did, did you have a moment where you're like, oh, here it is? So my whole life, my dad's killed some. You're still shooting dinks, though. Yeah, all right. Get out of here. <laughs> my dad's killed some big shit. Yeah. Um, you know, we were sitting at home you know, at their house a couple weekends ago just plinking around having fun like scoring deer and yeah. like doing averages uh my dad's hunted since the early 90s and i don't know what he's got he's got, he's really picky he's got like 11 bucks on the wall and his average is like 156 inches wow that's impressive um so he my whole life that's all i was around i, I have two two other guys other than my dad that were like mentors in my whitetail world um and both of them are big deer killers too mm-hmm. um both my sister's are big deer killers. Really? It's, it's just what I was around. My sister's only shotgun hunt. Um, are they single? Because Doug's looking. Uh, <laughs> Do not let Doug Never not in any Doug. way, shape, or form. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even if they are, no, they're not, Doug. Yeah. So my, my oldest sister. Well, this podcast is over. Shout yeah. out to Elizabeth. Doug leaves. Goes to his sister's <laughs> yeah, house. No. Click. Um, are they single? Uh, no. Neither of them is. Okay. Sorry, Doug. Sorry, man. That mustache is too dirty, too dirty for my sisters. Uh, <laughs> you saw me killing all the big bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my one sister's really picky. Yeah. Um, because in... Hear that, Doug? On guys or... On guys deer, are here. <laughs> on mustaches. Uh, well, they, they, really, they both are. And my, my whole family is. Uh, my sis, my one sister's killed like four deer. Uh, and she's got a 155 average, I think is what it was. Wow. Um, and she's killed... All four of them have been really good deer. Mm-hmm. Um, my other sister's only killed two, and her average is like 178. She has a 184-incher and a Sheesh. 
58 Doug. or something like that. <laughs> That's the one you need to latch on to, Doug. Yep. <laughs> no. We should have talked more uh, in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I've got – right now I've got 12 on the wall. and So, like, getting back to my whole life, it's been big deer. That's What's it. your average, like 120? <laughs> my average right now with all 12 that I have on the wall is 157. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. My average is probably in the high 140s. Yep. Mine's like 27. <laughs> it just, what, yeah. what's your, what's your average, Austin? I don't know. <laughs> I just added up, actually, it kind of unrelated. The guys that we met in Illinois that do like the uh, the scan of the racks, yep. they're going to come out, and they had to have me count all the racks to give me a quote. Oh, you called them up? Yeah. Well, actually, he reached out to me. Um, but yeah, that's right. 23, 23 racks is what I have upstairs, and then I think I've got three or four in the garage. So that's all I know. I don't know what an average would be, but I think I've got 26 or 27 whitetails that I've killed. you got to be high 50s average. I mean, I've got three that are like 120-ish, and everything else is 40s plus. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you see in his place, you'd shit yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... You guys sound like on the ball. I mean, some of those av- that's impressive. We're talking about averages. Let's, averages. let's throw Ross's averages in there. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't even yeah. want to go there. Ross doesn't kill a ton, but what he kills is always quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Three three two hundred plusers helps bring the average up. He's got to be one eighties average. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say that's ninety six seventies eighties. Yeah, that one ninety six or the ninety six <laughs> might hurt a little bit. That's gonna, hurt. that's gonna dent the system. Yeah, but it's like, do you, oh, that guy. Do you count? <laughs> Don't worry about that guy. Do you count the bucks when you were 11, 12, 13, 14? I'm, you I'm know? counting everything. Every deer for yeah. me. That's so. every, every deer, 12 of them. Um, Up until I was about 17, is going to hurt my average pretty bad. <laughs> but circling back bit. to your question about, you know, the one deer that truly, you know, was the f- switch flipper for me, um, it would have been not this past season where I killed the two, but the season before. That um, recent? Yeah. So. That's when I truly at the, I just, I always just hunted before that, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I ran cameras and that kind of stuff and I hunted in the area that there were big deer, but the first big deer that walked by me, you know, in my early bow hunting career, and you guys talk about this all the time, maturing as a bow hunter, mm-hmm. you start with those forties, you know, thirties or forties deer, you go to those fifties or sixties deer. My first one where it was like, I'm, that's the deer I'm killing. And, you know, that's the only deer I'm killing and I'm going to figure out how to kill him was 2020 season mm-hmm. and it was a, a 10 pointer that was 166 and seven eighths it's a um, slammer dude and i killed him that, with, that's a buck i shot last year beautiful exactly and i killed he was a really pretty 10 he would have been over he had a broken brow tie and he'd have been over 170 if his yeah. brow time was there it's a slammer um, but that was the first one that it was like that was the flip switch for me where yeah. it was like figuring out a certain deer and figuring out big mature deer yeah um like i said my whole life it's always been a i'm gonna kill a good deer but i didn't care which good deer it was yeah but i feel i I don't feel like you're giving yourself enough credit you know i feel you probably stair step to the point to a certain level big deer though yeah you're still killing right yeah i i feel uh i don't feel like you're giving yourself enough credit but i get what you're saying so my my first you answered my question right you you turn that dimmer on halfway you just didn't flip her all the way up yet my first yeah my first ever buck i killed when i was 10 was a um he had a broken right brow tine had he had that brow tine he'd have been upper 60s he was 159 um a 10 pointer with a missing brow so and like i said it's just in my blood big deers in my blood yeah it's everyone everybody i've ever been surrounded by is Big deer. And that helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also helps you live in Iowa. And, New Hampshire, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, New Hampshire. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, my smallest deer I've ever killed was last year. Um, it was late muzzleloader season. 
not long after I had the misfire on the buck that we were talking about out there, I misfired on like a mid fifties, eight pointer, mm-hmm. um, it was last day of the season. And my stepdaughter said, as, as I was walking out, she goes, I really want you to kill a buck tonight. And I was like, oh man, well, <laughs> put that pressure on <laughs> here me. we go. But we're talking about maturing yeah. as a hunter too, though. That's a sign of maturing as a hunter Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I made a Facebook post after I killed that deer, you know, it was my, it's the only deer I have in the one thirties. Everything else is one forty three or, or one forty two or above. Yeah. And it walked out the last 10 minutes of light. And it was like, I don't think it was a mature deer. I think it was a three-year-old, you know. Score, score didn't matter in that one. <clears throat> in that one. It, and, 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 I, and, you know, I don't think that you always have to kill a giant, big, right. mature buck, mature deer. Like, dude, the second buck I killed last year is like a 123, eight, and the hunt got me excited. Exactly. And I was like, wax this buck, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what that deer was. <laughs> but, <laughs> oops. Oops. And I would, <laughs> I would say that buck, it's a very close run with this buck now yeah but that buck at that point meant more to me than any of the any of the big deer yeah. I've ever killed that's because, one of them deers that you're never gonna f- forget the story right because mm-hmm. i got to take her with me on the track job yep. and she got to come with me that that buck you, you know i i might say that this one edged up because the whole story yeah, oh yeah. And, and you know how figuring him out and you know there wasn't much to figure him out and he's over 200 and, and yeah, yeah yeah he's a big giant he's a once in many lifetimes deer yes um but I still think even that hunt is it's a real close run between these two hunts. Yeah. Well, I get that, man. Like every hunt has its own dynamic and its own meaning behind it. And it's like, if people want to judge it off that, I, you know, of what they see as far as a, a score or numbers concerned, then they're overlooking the weight of a certain situation yep. on, on your hunt, not their hunt, your hunt. Right. And that, and that shooting that deer, like I said, to me, I've always been a mature big deer killer. So, and when it walked out, it was, there was no question. Mm-hmm. I was going to kill that deer. Yeah, right. For that reason, you knew right away because I knew that it would mean something. Yeah, you know for sure. But I get that. So let's talk, man, about your season because we talked about this big buck, which we're going to touch on a little bit again on this episode. But let's talk about the season because uh, Josh has been telling me how big of a killer you are, and and he says you're a great dude, um, and uh, we want you to prove it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. So I'm far, prove the so great far, part of the yeah, killer. So far, I've been disappointed. I, I think Brandon's a way better dude. Yeah, Brandon, yeah. shout out to Brandon. Yeah, shout out to Brandon, man. Brandon's a way better dude. I think, uh, yeah, Doug's our, our character judger here at Working Class Bow. Bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's seen some shit. Dude, I, <laughs> I was judging character back in high school, son. Dude, that, that killed me for some reason. I was a bitch. <laughs> I was. <laughs> And Doug, I, Doug doesn't I, say the whole thing for an hour, and he just says, "I see some shit." Like, <laughs> take, a, take a drink. Like Doug was a nom. Right? <laughs> I was like staring. I seen some shit. <laughs> well, so let's talk about your season because I heard like, and we can talk outside of whitetails too. Yeah. So um, I had a kid. Uh, my, my son was born April tenth, twenty twenty one. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And also, oops. <laughs> I'm nah, just, I'm no, just kidding. It wasn't during hunting season. Kids are so fun, dude. Yeah, you <laughs> planned it right. Yeah. Um, so my daughter was born May third, so I'm like in that spring kid, like turkey May season. Babes. Yep. Nice. Let's go. There it is. <laughs> so I put in for an elk draw in Wyoming with one of my buddies, um, and it's, I mean, it's a cool story because it's an elk, but it's it was a gun hunt, and mm. uh, you know, really a hard hunt because of. You know, Wyoming, Wyoming, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was Same not anymore. a very sought after area. Uh, I mean, long story short, the hunt he was, he was. It was really a cool the actual hunt, but the whole hunt was not very cool. Like the whole week we were there, 
Um, I'm not going to say it wasn't cool because it was my first time hunting out west, but um, there it wasn't too crazy. But the actual hunt where I killed him was pretty cool. Um, he was about 1,800 yards away, and it was him and four cows. And he was, let's see when we were there. We were there the end of September, beginning of October. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was messing with those cows, and they wanted nothing to do with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so we my buddy that i went with he's actually my taxidermist um good relationship to have (laughs) absolutely absolutely um so i you know when he walked out with them four cows i looked at him he's been out there a couple times it's my first time out he i looked at him i said what are the odds that i kill that elk because it was you know we were taking turns and he said depends how big the horseshoe in your ass is (laughs) and you should have been like well my ass hurts Hey, it's up your ass, you know. <laughs> My ass is throbbing. So he he My like bee hole hurts. <laughs> My hole hurts. Hey man, Junk Bro had to, had a bee hole, man. Hey, respect the bee hole. Respect the bee hole. Everyone's um, got one. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry about that. No, you're good. So he was with four cows, and he like went to push two of them around. Well, it might have been three cows and a calf. Mm-hmm. I don't really know too much about elk hunting. You it's know, a cow. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's a cow. It doesn't have antlers. You yeah. can tell. Um, so <laughs> just shit on him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. You know, I was your favorite bartender in college. Just You're shut worst, up and let it. The loose. bartender never the worst bartender at Iowa State. Because no, nah, I was a door guy, hey, and I wouldn't. We're let We're gonna talk about that at the end because there's some funny shit apparently. No. Nah. Maybe. We'll, we'll hey. get to Anyways, we'll get there. You, you got something in your ass, and you're trying to kill an elk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the elk like That's messes with the two cows and two of the four, and they're like, Mm-mm, and they take off running. Well, then he goes to the other two, and one of those cows donkey kicks him. And I look at my buddy, and I said, "Did the odds get better?" And he said, "Horseshoe's getting a little bit bigger." And I can't elk call to save my life. My yeah. buddy, you know, my taxidermist can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and he calls at him and he's like 1800 yards and halfway back at like 900, there's a trail that the elk would take up and down out of this bowl. Um, and he starts coming our way after he calls and I'm like, this is going to freaking happen, man. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, huh? When he turns and comes at us, cause I was like, he's far enough away. He ain't going to hear us. You know? yeah. so, but he mewed cow call. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through, through the tube yeah. make it a little louder and he starts coming our way and i'm like this is gonna freaking happen man and he gets to like a thousand yards just right before that trail that cuts down and he box holds up so there was three of us out there and one of us jumped behind a decoy and there's like a little cut close to where we're at he jumps in that cut and like walks up to where you can see the decoy mm-hmm. and the bull's standing there looking at us and you know kind of just him or haw not sure what he's gonna do well, at that point, he backed down with the cow decoy into the cut, kind of where he was going out of sight of the bull. And when that happened, that bull picked his head up and he trotted all the way to us for a thousand yards, jumped the fence, um, and came to, you know, 80 yards. And I shot him at 80 yards with the rifle. No shit. Yep. They drop or what happened? <clears throat> no. So actually, I was mind blown because, you know, Whitetail, you shoot him, you know, with a gun and he's dead you yeah know, you hit him well enough he's dead my shot was he was quartering to me a little bit hit him right in the shoulder i was shooting a seven mil and we ended up between me and my buddy um we put four four holes in him and he still made it like 250 yards wow two of the holes were in the heart 
and two of them were in the lungs. And Whoa. he still made it like 250 <clears throat> yards. Jeez, that's impressive, man. They are man. tough animals, man. Big animal like that. Yeah, and he he I I'm a huge bow hunter, just like all you guys. You know, I I took my bow with us, even though we were going to be there during rifle season because you can use both. And I wish I'd have had it with me because that he would have came to 30 yards. Oh yeah, I could have shot. Yeah, yeah gone, but... he, he was coming, but at the same time, it's you know, it's a he was a six by six. He's I'm headed not, straight for us, boys. Yeah. Around South Park. You ever seen that? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> you and Josh would get that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm not an official scorer, especially on elk. It's the only elk I've ever scored, but I had him at 309. Yeah, if you can measure deer, you can figure out. Yeah, it's pretty them. much the same. I, yeah. I looked up. It's a big bu- or a big bull, man. Yeah, man. And it was, I was, uh, I wanted to shoulder mount him. Yeah, he's, uh, I got yeah. some pictures here, man. Yeah, uh, you got to show he, me. Yeah. Um, but. I was my goal was the two fifty mark. Oh so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I almost shot a spike by fork on the first day, you know, just because yeah. it was like, man, I'm elk hunting. This is sweet. Yeah. But, were your buddies pissed? Like not pissed, but no, were they like you, mother? No, uh, my one buddy's been out there a couple times, and basically it was like, you know, it's your turn, and uh, you know, because I told him I was have like, they, hey. have they killed bulls out there before? Uh, the one had, and uh, my taxidermist has too, but nothing big. Yeah. Um. Nothing like what you shot, or? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like what I've shot. Um, oh, I gotcha. My, my taxidermist shot one with a bow, and I don't, it wasn't, I mean, it was a nice bull for for what it is. You know, I don't, like yeah. I said, I don't know much about him. I know mine looks freaking cool and is going to be a cool on the wall, man. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah. Um, but 250 was like my mark, and uh, well exceeded that. Super yeah. dark chocolate antlers. Awesome. Yeah, 60 inches, I'll take it. Yeah. And yeah. My, I think my yeah. favorite part about him is he's got like well this structurally this is my favorite part pull a picture up of him yeah on the end of his beam i shut my phone off again Why you shut off, off yeah because i didn't know if it messes with man respect stuff. no you just gotta put on airplane mode oh cool oh uh, hey man unreal trying to, unreal. Trying to do good by the <laughs> podcast yeah um unreal on his <laughs> unreal. right antler he's got like an acorn you know how dear yeah. the acorn yeah peckerhorn yeah <laughs> sure yeah i guess i've never my heard dad always called him peckerhorn oh yeah uh, but he's got one of those on his right side uh, but my favorite part about the rack is the smell. Like even still, when you hold it up, it smells like a cedar tree. Oh, really? From rubbing on the trees. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, take that, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. This is uh, <laughs> not impressed. This is a picture of him hanging at the taxidermist. A little aggressive on the phone slide, but we'll might as well look. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, easy. Oh, he does have a pecker horn. Yep. Pecker horns and bee holes. Pecker horns and bee holes, man. <laughs> man, that's awesome. Second apparel edition. Hey. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. It was a it was a it was a fun hunt, man. I bet. That, yeah, that's awesome. And some people, that you know, awesome. they go out there and they're like, like Clint, he's ate up with it. You know, that's yeah. He, he'd rather do that than you know, I don't know if he'd rather do that than hunt white tails. He would, but, but he says that you know sometimes. It was cool. You I know, think Clint I want to go chase muleys dude, over everything. Right. Josh oh, is shaking his head. There's something about an elk bugle. I mean, I've never, See, got, and that's, I've never gone out to hunt, but... You never killed an elk? I'm not, no. I went out... You've got some long time. Yeah. I picture you as a guy who's, like, killed, like, a handful of elk. No. I wish. Maybe someday. Get Mark on that. Mark, you listening? Mark, <laughs> book it up, buddy. Book it up. No. <laughs> Help. Man, I don't care if, my, if I'm behind a weapon or a camera. Experience is what I'm about. You know, Montana, listening to that elk the first time, like, turkey hunters. Who's a turkey hunter? Here? Oh, yeah. Dude... None of you guys, exactly. You don't turkey hunt, dude. No, <laughs> I'm with Eric, man. <laughs> Doug's a turkey hunter. Listening to the first bugle, dude. 
that, it, there's a lot of similarities between infectious. turkeys and elk. Yep. Dude, no, it was uh, seeing him kill one obviously made me want to go out there, but it doesn't matter what it takes to get back to the elk mountain. That's something I'm very interested in. I like that. And I, I, like I want to go back at some point because I want to kill him with the bow. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be in the dark timber. In the shit. In the him. shit, having them right in my fucking yeah, face, 20, screaming 15 at yards beating yeah. in your face. Austin and I are supposed to go to Wyoming this fall if we draw. I think we're going to draw. I think the odds are pretty high that we're going to. It's like, it's weird because that hunt, we're like not even that stoked for it because we got this big African safari coming up a month ahead of it. But I know. as soon as we get back, we're going to be like, shit, but we got to go on another one. Once now. we once we get our arrows built, which is going to be soon, I mean, all of us. And we start at, I mean, the animals we're going to shoot, trying to shoot in Africa are the size of elk. Yeah. Yeah. So the training, training like we're training for a fight is what's going to turn into here. And we'll be ready. Mm-hmm. So, and I would say that elk hunt made me a better archery shot deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I was told by my taxidermist, Dylan Crawl, you got to be able to shoot. 60 70 80 yards pretty comfortably you know you might have to shoot one that far so my practice regiment was you know when yeah. i strictly for whitetail me before my elk hunt i was not shooting over 40 yards yeah you know but you go out west it changes yeah you have to i mean like people don't like to hear it and especially people get weird on long range shots if you can't feel confident 80 90 100 your shot opportunity dwindles yep in real time, on non-outfitted hunts, especially on public ground, which is most of the land out there, it's vast. If you uh, you want to kill an antelope and you can't shoot eighty-five yards accurately, you're. I haven't had an antelope closer than fifty ever. Yep. With your odds go downhill. Yeah. Quickly. If you're, you're going to go antelope hunting on public, you know, a point that doesn't or a unit doesn't cost four points to go on, like an over-the-counter, like, hey, we'll just draw, you better be able to shoot 90 yards and feel good about it. That's the reality of it. There, there we are. There it is. Nice. So you go from that elk hunt. That's September? Uh, I killed him October 4th. Oh, October. Okay, yeah, October 4th. Rifle starts October 1st in the, <clears throat> okay. in the unit we were in. So you're, like, giving all your buddies the middle finger. You're heading back to Iowa. Yeah. Yep. Season's um, already open. He's yep. had a hell of a season, yeah. And it was like, there was pretty good, uh, I had a pretty good pattern on a deer coming into October, so I was super nervous about being gone, you know, because that's what I was going to say. You know, even though I went and killed that elk and I was out there, my Dylan calls me a deer queer, because hey. I would rather hunt whitetails even after being out there. Granted, it wasn't in the shit, like you say, but... No, but I get it, though. Yeah, it's it's what I was bred on, you know? It's, deer it's queer. what I grew up, deer queer. Yeah, queer for deer is what I called Casey. She's our lesbian friend, so we yep. have like a token gay. Um, <laughs> I probably can't say that either, can I? Yeah, that is what it is. I'm bad hey, with that stuff. Like I'll, I, I have no political career. Yeah, <laughs> queer for deer, but I like that. I mean, that's fair though. Yeah, so I'm queer for deer. Damn straight, buddy. You know what's up? <laughs> Power so, to you. <laughs> so is everybody else in here? Yeah, don't act like you're not. Yeah. Done. So going into my deer season, didn't say I wasn't. <laughs> just just not gonna, just not gonna talk <laughs> just about it. <laughs> Before you get into your deer season, you better start with the shed. 
Yeah, I know it was on the other podcast, but you gotta. Oh you yeah, gotta yeah. Set yeah. It up. You gotta set it up. So hey, Lee's talking, right? Yeah, <laughs> I talk too much. I'm we telling you, tell me, too far ahead. tell me to slow down <laughs> and let you guys talk. I like to talk, man. This is a BS session compared to the Deercast episode. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> so I got permission on the property because I'm here. Shit, dude, fuck you, Doug. Man. <laughs> and you know what, Doug? Kurt, Shh. Kurt, mute him. You know, what? shut the fuck up, Doug. Take you a can't lap. talk for ten minutes. How's that? <laughs> Y'all queer for deer? I'm out. <laughs> he is the one with the bush light, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to buy him. You know? Well, I got a line in Kugel, so a little bit of lineies. That's it. Yellow juicy peach. <laughs> <laughs> so the beginning of this whole deal, uh, both my deer this year came off the same property, a 21 acre property, not too far from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and pass that shed around, boys. Yeah, while we're talking. Which one? Uh, the first one. The first one, one we're talking about. Yeah. Nope, the other yeah. one's the first one, right? This one? Yeah. I killed this deer first. Yeah, pass that one around. So the same day, I got permission to shed hunt the property. You can go listen to the DeerCast episode if you want to hear more sto- more of the story, basically. The finer details. Finer details. So I got permission on the property through a long series of events. I went out there and I shed hunted, and I found um, junk browse side first mm-hmm. and lost my shit. Because it's I a could imagine. freaking whopper yeah. in there, you know? Understandably so. And Holy then, shit. I'm walking back, and, you know, this shed's not impressive, but from a long ways, I could see that it was a little bit heavier, and I thought it was his other side. And I was like, oh, yeah. one of my buddies, and I, I was like, holy fuck, I found his other side. Yeah, yeah. You know? Ended up finding that. Um, got permission to bow hunt the property, and with Junk Brow, you know, thinking that he was in the area, you know, I talked about this on the other one, but I was, November 10th is when I decided that I was going to shoot a different deer, had I the opportunity. Yeah. So... That November 10th deadline's a great deadline. We talk about that in detail on the other episodes. Yep. We're promoting back and forth here. I like the it. De- the yeah. deadline. Yeah. <laughs> so starting in the summer. The great um, dilemma. In the Amana dilemma. colonies where I'm from. Which well, I want to bring up the dilemma again. So yeah, we will. Don't forget yep. that. Okay. In the Amana colonies where I'm from, um, it's a corporation, essentially, and they own a bunch of ground and they farm it themselves. And if you own shares in the company or grew up there and have direct lineage to the original people that settled the ground, you can hunt the ground. Well, it's, you guys are going to shit when you hear this number. It's 29,000 acres. <laughs> so Jeez. are you telling me you have some lineage in there? I do. Yeah. Okay. Acres. Okay. So it's, and Josh grew up there too. That's where he grew, cut his teeth hunting too. Both of us Oh, did. it is? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but there's 160 people that can hunt it. Um, and it's not managed for deer. It's a, it's strictly a farm, you know, 160 people over 30,000 acres. Yeah. It's like, it comes down to like 2000 acres a person, but that is, so timbers like 11,000 still it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. And and it's it's really hard to, can you go anywhere on that 26,000? Yeah. Yep. I said, there's what it was unwritten boundaries. It is. So my three father figures growing up, my dad and the two other father figures, there's so, an hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> is this just blowing your mind? I'm gonna ask some It's not as good as it sounds. Ignorant I promise. It, well, I can see it's that. worse than public ground. I okay, I I was gonna mention that. Um this <laughs> might one. be offensive, but it's only through ignorance, and I don't mean uh, is the Amonicon is that Mennonite? No. So that German. is a super, super uh misunderstanding about the Amana colonies. We're not Amish. There is not an Amish person. So I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here, but I'm going to explain it since we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a lot of Amish up that way, though. So Kelowna would be the closest Amish, which is 45 45 minutes. minutes Drink beer at Kelowna Brewery. Great place. So the Amana Colony is originally what it was. It was a 
group of German people who had a different religion than a Catholic or a, you know, a, um, a Methodist or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And in, when they were in Germany, they were prosecuted for it. You know, people shunned them out essentially. Yeah. So they came over, um, in early 1800s, basically mm-hmm. originally they sh- they settled in Buffalo, New York, and then decided they wanted to move away from the more people that were coming in and they settled on the Iowa river. Um, West of Coraville, you know, where I said, yep. um, which I guess that was on the last podcast. Uh, if you draw a line between Iowa City and Cedar Rapids in Iowa, it's west 15 miles. Okay. They settled there. And originally they settled, which back then when you settled the ground, you owned it. Yeah. Um, 75,000 acres. Wow. Yeah. And it was a big communal living society. So that's why people confuse it with the Amish because it was like, you know, this person was – the horseshoer, the horse guy. This was the schoolhouse. This was everybody came here to eat. All the families came here to eat. Yeah. Um, East of Mana, West of Mana, South Yeah, there's of seven Mano. of them. Dude, it's ridiculous. Seven colonies, they still call them. Okay. Um, so, and then in like 1932, they became incorporated, became a corporation, um, got shares, all that kind of stuff, and sold off 50,000 acres um, at that point. So that's where they're at the 26, 27,000 acre mark right now. Uh, okay. Getting a little history lesson in here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know all this. I'm German. Yeah. Can I hunt there? Nope. You are not. <laughs> you can. Or you might be German, but you can't hunt there. Sorry, dude. Yeah, out, bitch. So now yeah. there's <laughs> look on his face. <laughs> there's just, 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 face. just blank. There's a Piece of there's shit. a couple ways you can hunt there. You can live in the Amana colonies, um, and it's a so we just got to move there. It's a clusterfuck, really. So I'm if you live in the Amana colonies, but you don't own shares in the corporation. You have to be accompanied within a hundred yards by somebody who does. Huh? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a cl- that's a clusterfuck and a half. It's a so, clusterfuck. So you have to live near somebody with no, not live. You hunt like hunting. You have to be within a oh. hundred yards of somebody while they're hunting. So I have to like be my hundred yards of you. No, you can't. Long story short, unless you, you, move, unless you move there. If you move there, you oh could. yeah, yeah. The not drama really. is not worth a hundred. No, it's I can imagine. So, for instance, okay. I have the opportunity to hunt. 26 to 27,000 acres. I killed both these deer on 21 acres. That is not the Amana colonies. <laughs> okay. And, and it used to be, it used to be freaking phenomenal. My dad, all my dad's deer, all my sister's deer, you know, my two father figures other than my dad, all their deer, all their kids' deer came off of Amana. Really? Yep. And it used to be really good. They changed some farming practices around and, and we used to fly a helicopter to, to count the deer herd every year. And at one point, it was like 2,200 deer on the 27,000 acres. Oof. And now it's like 1,000 because with Less all the crop half. damage, they made us What was it? Three, kill. four does? You had to kill two does before you could kill a buck. So it was an earn wow. a buck type deal. Yeah. It's also yep. only a single buck. One buck. Oh, it was earn, so a, even earn though, a buck. Even though in Iowa, we get a, a gun tag and a bow tag, mm-hmm. you can only kill one buck on a mana. doesn't matter. You can go kill your other one somewhere else. Yep. But a lot of the 160 people that hunt there don't give a shit about big mature deer. They're just killing deer. They're there. I mean, they like killing big deer, and every one of them, every one of the groups, because of those 160, only like 30 bow hunt, and the rest are Orange Army. Wow. So, so even the bow hunting's not worth it? The, so the quality of deer, it used to be like back in the early or late 90s, early 2000s, there used to be big shit killed every year. I mean, with among everybody during shotgun season, There'd be not a 200, but there'd be a 180s, 190s killed every year, you know, 
five to eight one seventies killed, a shitload of one sixties killed. And, you know, a lot of that changed. God, the numbers, man. Dude, it's wild. It's fucking wild. And that's all gone. So two years ago when I killed- It's cool you can talk about it because no one can just go there unless yeah. they have like- Yeah. What, I, they're in this cult of whatever it is. <laughs> See, and that's funny you say I mean, that. I mean, a lot really, of people view it that way. I mean, because it's that way. It, is it not? <sighs> we both moved yes away. And no, we both. Yes, moved and away. you guys got out. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a cult. What, 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 what I'm leave. saying, I knowingly know it's abrasive. Cultish. Yeah, absolutely. It's cultish. Cultish. And it's got a cult vibe. The it. percentage of people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's seen some shit. Remember, yeah, he's seen <laughs> some shit. The percentage of people Doug that live there. I wouldn't drink that juice. <laughs> it's maybe ten percent of the people that live there that hunt. Really? Yep. Um, and it's just wild. So where all this was heading, <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I mean, was, I got a history lesson. I learned some shit. I run a shitload of trail cameras because you know, with our unknown borders. I there's one acre one section and two sections of timber that I'm um, not majority but that's where I spend my time hunting on a mana. There's like I don't know twelve or thirteen different timbers I would say. I hunt two of them. One of my buddy hunts two of them. One of the other guys hunts two of them. So they're spread out over like a span. Yeah, it's like so. There's a a road that circles the whole mana colonies and it's eleven miles on the road. Oh really? Yep. Damn. So basically, there's an unwritten rule. I did the same thing. I burped into the mic <laughs> while you burped away from the mic. <laughs> that you don't fuck with the other person's spot. Okay. It's an unwritten rule, basically. And it it started way back with my dad's group and even good before cult, then. Good cult rule to have. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I run cameras. I run all the cult rules. Am I going to get shit for calling that a cult? No. You're not I mean, no, the, guys, the guys that are going to give you shit are sitting right Hard, here. Hardly anybody no. even knows what a man is. It's not a know. cult. Yeah, um, you're in it. <laughs> you would say that, but hey, don't tell yourself a cult. You're in the your cult, eyes, man. Hey, but you're German. <laughs> Between my schnitzel, <laughs> hey, I speak German. Don't even go there, boy. <laughs> Sorry. What's Geier mean in German? I don't know. I don't know. Saint, uh, bird or vulture? I think. Mm. I'm I'm straight German. I got two ends on the end of my name. <laughs> That's German for sure. Yep. Um, I think you're so, like small. Do you really speak German? He's pretty good. Mildly. Mildly. Yeah, you said you speak quick. German. I, I can throw something. I can carry on a conversation. That's pretty impressive for not being anywhere near Germany. Just say something. Yeah. So, Amanda, there's... Something. What do you want me to say? Just man? say something in German. That is the question that Just I say hate that's the big buck. most. Say I like to hunt deer. Say it's a big buck. Das ist ein großen Hirsch. Hirsch, not Hirsch. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah hey, hey, I believe it. Yeah, all right. hey, I think I have like Google Translate or something. So I'm going to go down a hole here. That's, hey, nice. That involves <laughs> speaking hey. German that you guys are going to love the shit out of. Okay. So my Opa spoke fluent German. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, not so much. I am I mean, I, I can carry on a conversation. I'm not good by yeah, it. That's impressive. So I took German in high school mm-hmm. to expand on it. And <laughs> my dad growing up in Amana. Uh, everybody around him spoke German. Well, my German teacher was from Germany. She was this little old lady. Frau Serio was her name. Frau is Miss in German. Um, my dad goes, hey, sometime when you're at school, uh, ask Frau what nem nuna dein hose so it kann mit dein Lockspielen means and see what she says. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And, and we're in class. And I, and I go, Frau, hey, I got a question for you. She's like, yeah, what's that? And I said, my dad told me to ask you this and, and ask what it means and i said it and she goes lee go to the hall right now and i'm like what 
<laughs> you had no idea what it meant. I had no right? idea what it meant. You know, I was like a second year German student. And at that point, a lot of those words I didn't know. And she takes me out to the hallway and she's like, you can never say that again. And I'm like, why? What's it mean? She goes, it means lower your pants so I can play with your hole. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. You're setting nice. me up for a good one there, Your man. Dad did you dirty. That's amazing. Uh, hey, Brandon yeah. was a good guy, but yeah. your old man, straight shooter right there. Shit. So did she? Absolutely not. Oh, Frau. She was 75 oh, years old. Oh, Frau. Come on, Frau. I made her to life. Holy rabbit hole, boys. Yeah, let's, 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 let's. Anyway, so that long was a, story that's short. a lesson, though. Yeah, I say bothole. <laughs> uh, I run a shitload of cameras because I cover a lot of ground. Love your transition. Yeah, yeah. Back to I, I just yeah, want to transition. Jesus. Skip the part where you spook my buck, but that's cool. <laughs> let's talk so, about it. No, no. no we it's the one time no, we've hunted together. It is the one time the I've ever run a camera time. with him, and probably the only time we've ever hunted together, really. No, like in real. the same tree. 100%. So he hunted a man and he goes, Hey, can you come film me and film me? And I was like, Yeah, sure. You know, I've run a camera for a guy before and we're in the stand. <laughs> the buck that we went in there to kill, you should probably take this story over because you'll tell it a hell of a lot better than I will. Well, it's pretty simple. I'll Get on like, your hey. mic there, Josh. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. You're good. good. You're 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 good this on it. it. Yeah, right. there you go, right there. Pretty simple. I was like, Hey man, you're here you're home. All right, let's go. It was late season muzzleloader, and I was like I know you know, You have some camera experience. You want to come with, whatever. Because, like, let's preface this with him and I hated each other growing up. Yep. <laughs> Bad. I love and that. And now we're, now we're best friends. Yeah. No, like, hated each other. Why? What happened? He was a year older than me. He was like, kind of a douchebag. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> do, do you think? We got into a we fight. Had, no. We got into like, a fight at a birthday party one like, time. Like, literally, I've there's something more in one there. fight sex. in my life. It was with him. Really? Yeah, there's it was, sex. It was over a freaking touch football game. <laughs> so, did you whip his ass or what? I don't know. We both got in trouble. So yeah, we both like, got detention. It was literally because it happened outside of school, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, perfect. Back to the hunt. I was like, yeah. So we, we go hunt. We hang and hunt. It was a terrible idea in the first place. It was cold as shit. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck, there he is. And he was walking. And I was like, yeah, he's out of range. I'm like, I'm gonna snort wheeze at him. You ready? Do you want him? In January. Yeah, I'm gonna snort wheeze. Get yeah. him in here. I'm like, all right, cool. I got nothing. Let, Let him have it. it. Give her the beans. He fucking starts coming. I'm like. Holy shit, he's coming. Are you good? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's fucking do it. 40 in closing, and I just hear, <gasps> I, I coughed. I was like, I coughed. <laughs> fucking just ran away. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh. He was coming in, and I go, I go, Josh, I got I to gotta tickle in my throat. I cannot get out. And he goes, do not cough. Do not cough. I'm like, dude, I can't keep it. I can't hold it in. And all of a sudden, I just, I like, no. tuck, I like turn and tuck my head and just, <laughs> and was like, all it took. right at us and it turned it took. yeah that buck's hurt it's, it's, that he, buck goes you get 30 <laughs> Dude, that, that buck heard 160 cult members cough at him all season long and he had had enough that was the last uh, cough he was hearing from somebody in the cult yeah and he was out of there <laughs> the buck turned away you're a cult it's, pretty it's a cult give it up Get out while you can. The hunting's not worth the cult. That's crazy to think it's the only time we've ever hunted together. I know, man. The one time last time. Dude, yeah. I, I wouldn't invite him back man, either. I, I really would expect the two cult members to hunt a lot more together. 
You know, man, oh, shit. thank God we're friends. Let's get away from the Amana conversation here. <laughs> Dark hole, small so, bucks, spook bucks. So you yep. kill an elk, you're in a cult, and let's, let's, <laughs> so I run a lot of cameras. I, this is like the fourth time I've said this. Now. <laughs> Wait, so do you run cameras? Hold on, do you run time time cameras? Do you run cameras? I run like forty. Okay, 40 okay, cameras. okay. Um, on cult ground, and then when I'm not on cult ground, I, lot of, I run that's, a lot of cameras. That's between all my places I have to hunt. <laughs> yeah, um, in general. And every year, you're non cult ground on a mana. <laughs> I would say I've What's got the percentage, dude. I'm just gonna keep. Canceled. I'm just gonna keep talking. Yeah. Let you guys hey, bullshit around. Power, power man, through. We have got to get away from that. Yeah. The Anyways, cult. okay. So I run all these cameras. Power through. Every year, I have, I have ten or so mature bucks on camera that are 140 plus. Yeah. Um. And you call them this... coal bucks. Oh, let's see. I almost got you there. <laughs> Chicago. Everybody shut the fuck up and let Lee talk for a little bit. So, and every year, they all, you know, a lot of them get killed yeah. from people. Um, but this last year, uh, the reason I didn't hunt there much, other than the fact that I had a freaking mega giant to hunt and a lot of other nice deer, EHD hit us for the first time. Hard, 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 hard. Common and high dense deer population areas. Right. But I would not say in Amana, the density is very high. wasn't very high coming into this year. Well, the population got cut in half right. from what you guys were saying. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, they, uh, they drank the juice. And <laughs> continually, you can do it this. It was uh, the first, like I said, it's the first time it's truly hit us hard. We've had a few, you know, find a few by water here and there. But it was like a mass kill. I mean, I had I had going into the season, I had eleven bucks on a mana that I was like, if they come by, I'll shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know. And once the season started, one of them was alive. Holy shit! Oh, wow. wow. And so that's where this whole story started because I had one good deer that I had a pattern on going into October. Come and I didn't, you know, was hesitant about going on the elk hunt because I had that deer and he was predictable. Fucked. He was fucked, uh, and he died like. Right before, you know, he, I, I guess he quit showing up on my cameras, uh, and somebody found him dead a couple, couple weeks later, mm-hmm. um, like the day before, I, the day before I left on my hunt. Um, yeah, so I got way off track there because all the the cult stuff. I can't remember no, what we were talking about. <laughs> Go back. You found the shed. Okay, yeah, I yeah, found yeah, the shed. Yeah, Thanks, Josh. Uh, <laughs> that cult conversation was yeah. very necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Necessary. Um, was that Josh? That's part of we left behind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't leave behind. I still hunt there. Hey, you can leave a cult, but still go back for the ladies. That's here, that's here, sir. Allegedly, I was a cult once. Going into the season, I was going to kill Junkbrow in my mind. That was the deer I was hunting. Yeah. And we talked about this on the other podcast, but long story short, I came up with a I hard date why. of November 10th. Well, you could see why yeah, I wanted why to kill him. You want to kill him. You say you want you to go in a little more depth about that, though. I mean, I think it's important to talk about because there's a little bit of education there. So about the cutoff date? What's that? About which, which the part? The cutoff date? November 10th? Yep. Yeah, I, I think it, it's worthy <laughs> of conversation again in the great dilemma. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. also yep. worthy because um, Eric left. He's going to the going potty. But when he comes back, I, I want to bring up the great dilemma as a group. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. we talked about it. Well, Eric was here for the great dilemma in this on, right. on the Deercast podcast. But and we I, can swing through the rest of the season, and then the great yeah. dilemma can come towards the end. Um, what do you think? Explain November tenth. Um, the deadline. Yeah, the deadline. Um, because I think I want to get Austin's take on it and Doug's take on it okay. a little bit because. Yep. I think Austin might have a hot take on that a little bit too. So, so my thought process was behind it was I found a shed there. He's going to show up at some point. You know, at some point that deer is going to be on that farm. On twenty-one acres, on, amazing. Twenty-one acres. 
Um, when can you hunt it? I can only hunt it during bow season. That was my agreement with the landowner. Good job, Josh. Yeah, good catch. Good catch. Just trying um, to like Kurt. Yeah. Just trying to steer that podcast. That's right. Um, <laughs> just whipping. Uh, whipping shit. Yeah, so I could only archery hunt because the landowner hunts gun seasons. Okay. His kids youth hunt. So then they have – in Iowa, you can, like, take your youth tag over and um, – you can hunt any gun season with a youth tag in Iowa. So they're going to early muzzleloader hunt. So I can't hunt during early muzzleloader season. And then once the shotgun split happens, I can't hunt after that because it's shotgun straight into late muzzleloader. Mm-hmm. So I can only bow hunt. And I wanted to kill Junk Brow. I mean, I saw him once driving around. I knew he was a world-class deer. And talking with my dad, my dad is, like I said, he's a big buck killer. It was, that's the deer you're killing. Don't kill anything else. Don't settle. Like Clint says, don't fucking settle, man. There it is. My dad files. Yeah. He said, don't fucking settle. That is a world-class deer. You'll never get a hunted deer like that again in your life. And Josh is like, dude, you're because <laughs> I had like four other mature shooters on this 21 acres on camera. Wild. Josh is like, you're a fucking idiot. Well, <laughs> so like, again, you got to listen to DeerCast podcast, like get a full sense of this. But when you found the shed, what made the property good? And all of a sudden, this 21 acres loads up with four to six four-and-plus-year-old bucks. I'm like, hey, he's not a resident deer. Yeah. Also have to shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Brandon, good guy. I knew he spent most of his year four miles away. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know if this deer lives on you. And, like, you got to take a bird in the hand here. Which And he doesn't – he didn't live on me, but he spent time on me come late season as we come to find out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had two other bucks, one that I called the Trashy 8 and one that we just called the Big 10, which is that deer in the corner over there. Um, And both of those were 170-plus inch deer. And Josh was like, dude, you're a freaking idiot. You've got giants. Like, kill one of them. If one of them comes by, don't not shoot him because you're waiting for that deer to show up. And (laughs) – him and I got into this argument about it. And it basically, was, I was like, all right, I'm going to set a date. And I mean, it wasn't that I didn't want him to kill Junk Brown, but the real You're being realistic. You know, yeah. just like the information that we have, you're not going to kill him during Bozies. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but. Hey, guys, sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode. We're sorry. Um, yeah, we're, we're sorry. Hey, Thermosy, did you turkey hunt this year? Did your no. butt get cold? Did it get wet? Did it get muddy? Well, mud if you butt. Been, <laughs> mud, avoid mud butt with the D wedge from Thermoseat. <laughs> That's right. Don't get mud butt. Dude, I, my butt was clean all season. What's up? Hey, the cleanest of butts. No mud butt for Doug because uh, he used code WCTS for Thermoseat on the D wedge. Um, and you can get a lot of other things too, but the D wedge is probably the most comfortable thing for ground hunting for turkey. <sighs> it's perfect. So check it out. There's two different sizes. Uh, there's the self-support series, the wedge. There's the D-wedge, a little wider. Uh, but you can go with the – hell, you could use that uh, – well, there's the S2 hunting series. But you could use the, the traditional series tree stand hunter, not as supportive, but if you want to go a little lighter, a little low profile. Still keeping that booty clean. Yeah. You still got that hey, warm. they even have an insulated body mat. You can take a nap out there. Hey, I, one of them for, like, working under shit in the, on a cold garage floor. Yep. Something to think about. Ice fishing. They got dog beds, too. Yep. <laughs> Code WC. T.S. Thermoseat. Also, Trophy Line. Did you just listen to the episode we did with Trophy Line? Great people. If not, you should have. It's a fun episode. Go back Absolutely. and listen to it. Go back, listen to it. Just do it. Code WCB if you're looking to get into saddle hunting, mobile hunting of any kind. 
The mission platform is the bigger of the two platforms. The EDP platform, the carry all your shit 2.0 backpacks. Hey, you need knee savers because you got bitch knees. They got those for you, too. <laughs> That's probably shit. You got say. bitch knees? Yeah. You got uh, bitch geez. knees. The Covert White Saddle, the Covert Prime Saddle, which is cool. That's like a limited edition deal. Like, you can get numbered ones, which is cool. And uh, Ropeman Ones, they have all sorts of stuff. You can buy bundles. Everything you need. Everything you need for mobile hunting. Get in that saddle. Uh, in the saddle game. Gay or not. Get yeah, back on that you. saddle. Code WCB. Gay or not. Sorry. <laughs> also, HHA Sports uh, shooting the Tetra single pen sight. That's right. Uh, lifetime warranty. They support our veterans. They support our veteran shout out. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. HHASports.com. And you can use code WCB15 on there to save yourself some coin. Also, Victory Archery. We're shooting the... Well, I'm shooting the RIP TKO. Sorry, I didn't mean to bl- bundle you in with what I'm doing here. You wish. I am too. I'm the VAP SS's this year. I I was going to switch a bunch up for some of the heavier game we're going to be shooting. Um, I'm shooting those uh, 75 grain inserts uh, with a heavier head. It'll be all right. And I think I'll be good where I'm at. The, the weight was pretty... Uh, my weight now is similar to what... Austin and Ross had for their uh, moose hunt. Oh, really? So within 75 grains or so. I think we'd still be fine with what we got now. Oh, I think yeah, we're we, good. We were fine. That was the thing right through them. Uh, VictoryArchery.com. You can find the arrows there. If you can't find them there, uh, Black Ovis Arrow Builder. You can yep. order a custom set of arrows yeah, through the Arrow they Builder. cut them for you. Yes. And, yeah, get on there. You can build your arrow there. They build them and ship yeah, them to you. Yeah, they do everything. But do it now, like... So yeah, you're not don't, yeah. pushing it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't Let's, be that guy. Yeah, don't, don't be order that guy. in October. Okay. Well, it's and then ask where to call every day where they're at. Hey, I'm I'm right. gonna need those. And Slick Trick Broadheads code WCB for all outdoor group products. Actually, if they're a partner or not. Uh, from the assailant, the new broadhead. I That's killed a pile of shit last year with it. My muley. Uh, those first time bug. using them. They're devastating. Kill my whitetail with them this year. They're devastating. Um, and the Raptor trick, that's been one of our favorites. The Viper tricks are currently our favorite fixed blade. I said um, it's an OG. Viper trick. trick? Oh, the Raptor trick. Raptor trick yeah. an OG. Yeah. We've been shooting that a long time. I'm still using them. It's a yeah. good head. It's a real good head. Till the season. So check them out. Code WCB at SlickTrick.net. And back to the episode. Thanks for letting us bother you. In the end. Percentage wise. You were kind of right. Yeah, you were right. No, yeah, absolutely right. That's not what it's about. Yeah, it but just, but you were you, you were giving good advice to a good friend. Yeah, absolutely. Do Realistic. I want, did I want him to kill that deer? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like you have two booners on camera. Only so many mature bucks can live in a certain area. Here's what you did, Josh. And I'm standing up for you here. And I, mean, I think I was kind of an asshole. No, no, I no. I, I disagree. I yeah, I think you were being realistic. Mm-hmm. Because if I would call like Austin's in my circle, big buck call. Guys, I would want him to tell me what you told him because that's realistic. Yeah. And that's, you know, I want you to kill a Boone and Crockett with your bow. He wasn't telling you not to kill a Boone and Crockett. Right. Exactly. He wasn't saying shoot. There was one other deer that I called the old man 10 that was like 150 inch mature deer. He wasn't saying shoot that deer. He was saying if one of those two Booners walks by, freaking kill it. You got to. Don't be an idiot. You got to. And so long story short, we came to the cutoff date. Um, you know, me and Josh kind of, and it was more or less my cutoff date. <laughs> I was like, I'm not part of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's your decision. <laughs> November 10th, because I thought it's your tag. He, if he's going to show up, it'll be before November 10th to come check does. Yep. That was my thought process. Yep. And fair, which and fair. after I killed him, long story short, come to figure out 
there was another guy. So my buddy was four miles northwest of me, Brandon was, and then northeast of him, straight north of me, four miles from me, three miles from him. That's where Junk Brow spent the rut. So he was a freaking traveler. He's, his area was huge, huge, huge. For a seven... I think seven and a half. Predictably seven. Teeth, teeth will come in in the next month or so. We'll find out. Yeah. And that's uh, interesting. Normally you think they shrink down. But the only thing I would say is where I live, it is crop ground. Yep. Yeah. With crick draws and a few little patches of timber. And then as we talk in the, so the Duray show, probably played some part. Played a role. That. Yep. Yep. Um, so Austin, I guess what I wanted to get his hot take was about this limit of November 10th. Um, did that lay out clear enough for you? You just kind of picked November 10th in your head because you figured there you had your best chance uh, catching him checking does. Yeah, I figured by that point, you know, you're you're going into the lockdown phase. Yeah, he's going to be locking down if after he, that. In my mind, if he was going to show up and I was going to get the opportunity to kill him during bow season, it would have been October 25th to November 10th. Yeah, in that I, I could in agree that with that. And, you know, you found a piece of the puzzle there. You found a shed on the 22 acres the year prior, so that tells you a little bit about his winter habits. He might winter there, but if you can't winter hunt him, then it's right. like, you know, I, I would agree with what you said. But when does he show up? That was my thing. I had right. no idea. And Brandon, you know, he would have pictures periodically throughout the year. You know, it wasn't like he was every day on his farm. Mm-hmm. He's coming by checking that piece. Yeah. And that's, he was just checking pockets of timbers. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Moving, mm-hmm. moving pockets. He wasn't getting up from bed right in front yeah. of his cameras every day. Right. Yeah. Right. I, think, um, th- I think you, you said a real, as we talk through it, I'm on board, you know? Yep. So, Hey, what do you do? Well, let's talk about November 10th. Like so, what else happened? November 10th comes along and my number one deer that I knew about was the trashy eight because mm-hmm. he was just cool. He was a 152, three inch mainframe eight with a bunch of junk. Big eight. Uh, the neighbor ended up killing him uh, the day after I killed. And so November 10th, I go in, I climb in the stand and it's one of those days that well, Deercast said, great. And went and got in the stand with not a lot of time left. I get to the stand. I don't have very good cell service. 45 minutes before I get in the stand, the trashy eight walked by. And I'm like, motherfucker. And I figured. MRI. The shitty thing about cell cams. Yep. Shitty thing about cell cams. You know too much sometimes. Yeah. So my thought process was I'm not a huge. In my younger career, I rattled all the freaking time. Just like a lot of people. You know, it's cool to see two-year-olds come blowing in. Um, So my thought process was there's a chance he's close enough he'll hear me. It was only 45 minutes. There's a chance he's only a couple hundred yards away. Never know. So I freaking beat the horns loud, hard to get him to come in. Um, set the horns down. About 10 minutes goes by, and I hear something. So I'm on the south side of that creek that separates the property, and I hear something on the north side coming over, and I glance back, and it's the Big Ten. And I had Josh and I had had the conversation a lot of times that I'm not passing him because – I think he's a four-year-old. I think he was a four-year-old. Yeah. And it's just... I, would, you, would your neighbor pass him? No. My neighbor was going to kill him. <laughs> oh, dude. Who wouldn't kill that deer? But I thought, you know, he's a four... I thought he was a four-year-old, so I was like... He blew 40 inches from last year to this year because I have one of his sheds from that day. I found junk brush shed, and I thought, man, what if he blows to 180-some-inch typical, you know? Can't think about that shit. I know, I know, but yeah, it's just you did, it's, it's ingrained in how you want a one sixty where he could live. You know, right. but you're you're hunting a twenty two acre piece with neighbors that are out for him. But 
killed the I motherfucker. Haven't, I, <laughs> I haven't yeah, talked sir. about this yet. So the 22 that I hunt and the 19 that the one neighbor hunts butts up to like. There are small, small pieces. Yeah, dude. but it butts up to three to four hundred that nobody hunts. Yeah, it's setting in the right spot. Yeah, and it's a it's a funnel. Basically, it's a pinch point. You're essentially day. hunting four hundred acres. You just have to hunt. But the same I have spot to hunt on time. the twenty yeah. acres. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um. So my thought process was he's probably going if the neighbor doesn't kill him or the landowner late season doesn't kill him, he's going to live. You know, there's nobody else around that hunts. So I was 100% not going to kill him. I processed my elk meat on November 6th and I had a picture of him that morning in daylight under my stand. And I was like, oh man, it's a good thing. You know, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> Josh is stirring. The whole time, yeah, Josh, every, day, just, every day, Josh is like, I just remember kill all these here. conversations, because, like, I could tell he had this, like, internal, you know, I was like, what do I do? His inner cult like, demons stop, tearing like, him apart. Stop, <laughs> stop sending it to me. Like, I'm going to tell you the same answer. <laughs> Fucking kill him. He had Lee on one side, Josh on the other, just <laughs> screaming <laughs> at him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I had, go. The devil was junk brow on this side. Yeah. yeah. Josh was the angel on this side. You want to kill me. And again, like. Dude, it was just situational. It was like a bird in the hand type of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Where you're at, I mean, I have a lease of 300 acres, and I have zero deer that look like any of these. <laughs> right, so, right. you know, like, you can't hunt late season, which in my mind, I was like, that is potentially going to show up. That night, I was like, hey, yeah, go in there and kill yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So I rattle. I look over. We're back in November 10th. Yes, November 10th. November 10th. I rattle. I look over. The, and it's the cutoff date. The cutoff date. The cutoff date. You Dead cut line. off. I don't and know if that's what people do or not. I look on the north side of the creek, and it's him. And it, instantly I'm like, I got to shoot that fucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no question in my mind. Have no. you seen him on the hoof? That was the first time I saw him on the hoof. That was our conversations every day. I'm like, listen, let's talk about this when you see one of them. You know what right. I mean? It was, like, it was very easy to be like, eh, I'm not going to shoot either of them. Like, when it's when you're looking at your your yeah. phone, but right. yeah, yeah. When you see him on the hoof, that's a whole different story. But I saw his right side. He was kind of in some shit, and I saw his right side, and I saw that G three, and I was like, "Wow, that's long." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Slander. And I was like, "Man, I gotta kill him." So I draw back. He's across the creek. He's at like thirty two, thirty three yards. Settle my pin, and I I shoot a thumb release. Shoot, and. I shoot lighted knocks. The knock doesn't light up, and it's kind of hazy, dark, because it was, like, cloudy, rainy that day. And there was an hour and a half of daylight left, but I still could barely see my arrow because it was just a storm rolling in. You know how yeah, it's right. super yep. dark? Yep. Um, it's always gray out. Type yeah. Thing. yeah. I, I, re- can't, I remember when you FaceTimed me. I was like, what do you mean you're yeah. hunting? I can't see. Sh-. I was at my house. Yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't even see outside. What do you mean? Yeah. And it just, I was like, dude, deer cast is great, and it just, it's one of those in my bones feelings, you know how you yep. get that as a deer hunter? You know it. Yeah. Yeah. In my bones. In my bones. Deep so in my bones. I shoot him. I pull the trigger. Instantly, I'm like, fuck, I know man's landed him. Instantly, I, I that's what I thought. Because he came in on the downwind side of me. He was a little alert. Nervous, yeah. And there was a, like, it's along a creek, so there's tall grass. So I basically aimed at the grass line, because I was like, I can't punch through the grass. And I think it'll throw my arrow enough at that distance. Which was a vital hit. You know, it would have been mid to high lung probably. Yeah. And he kind of ducks a little bit in wheels. And I, I'm like, fuck, I know man's landing. So I instantly I called Josh and I'm like, I just shot, <laughs> I just shot the, the Big Ten that I said I wasn't going to shoot. And he goes, nice, man, nice. And I'm like, but I'm pretty sure I know man's landed him. And the whole conversation goes on. Talk about where I thought I hit him. 
and we thought I was high enough where Josh yells at you. No, I mean honestly, what I went through was like you know I I started get tight work. on that mic, Josh. I'm I'm sorry, sorry, man. my bad. No, it's I started working. No, it's all good. I worked for Mark since September, and the amount that I had learned from him up until that point in November was just like astronomical. I was just like, what happened in the first forty yards? What did you see? You know, like when we video hunts, like the information that you get from that, it's just it's it's really like invaluable. Yeah. And I was like, did his tail tuck? Did he, you know, did he like walk off the field? And he's like, I don't know. When man. he like pivoted he just, and turned, he just, he just went. And I was like, I mean, I think the fucker's dead. I mean, I don't know. He just went. He like that's haul ass right away. Yeah. And when he turned and went back where he came from, there was brush. I couldn't see. I could see the first like five steps, and then he disappeared. It's a good sign when they blast Ooh, out hard. That's like a good that. point, Josh. Like, there's a lot there. Like, especially like learning some shit from Mark Jury, the, the man. Before I worked there, I did not realize how much information is in that first. 10 seconds. Yeah. He's a mad scientist. I mean, Dude, the mad shout, scientist. Shout out to Mark. Dude, well, I'm telling you. You're the Mark. best boss. Dude, I'll like, tell if, if Mark's listening, hey, Mark. Hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Are you listening? Good to have you here. Um, I've had other people be, like debate the whitetail OG. I'm telling you. Dude. I've been to his place. He's the OG. He, I, there's no debate with I'm me. I'm not no saying more. that because he's my boss. It's because it's like he has taught me and humbled me. Multiple times. I don't have to say that on this series. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to say it on the other one. That's why Mark hit us up and contracted us for DeerCast. Yep. I'm telling you, the dude's an OG. You want to know shit about whitetails? Don't argue with Mark Drury. Yep. He will tell you what's up with whitetails. There's no arguing. He's going to tell you. He knows. And that's legit. Respect. And that's all it is. He gave me his grace with a junk brow. <laughs> That's the first time I met him. I Dude, was down there taking something to Josh. And Josh grace. was like, yeah, he's killing a he's, – he's hunting a really big deer. And Mark was like, cool, how big is he? And I go, oh, he's like – I think he's like 190. He goes, cool, kill him. And that, yeah. night, I, that night I killed him. <laughs> yeah. No shit. He blessed you. Yep. He blessed me. He knighted you there. Yep. <laughs> you will kill this deer. But going back to November 10th, it was just Good like – And I was like, what did you see? And he, he told me, he's like, he, he just ran. Like, I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Like something to it but the problem was so in iowa you cannot track without blood and like he mentioned there's a front coming through rain washed every drop yep. away so oh, i got so down that was in the deer cast podcast this is where the neighbor the the okay. whole neighbor dilemma this starts this here. is where this picks up from that episode yep. yep so people listen to that episode that's where this cross promotes to this yep. episode. Yep. Yep. yep so fuck you doug we don't need you in here anyway <laughs> i shoot him he hauls ass it starts like literally Two minutes later, it starts downpouring, and I'm like, well, shit, I got to get out and look for blood, you know, because in Iowa, you, gotta move. you have to have blood, or you can have permission, but you have to have blood at the fence line to be able to track without permission. Without permission. You have to yep. try to get permission first, and then if they tell you no, you can leave your bow behind and track. Yep. Um, so I went to the fence line right away where I assumed he ran in, and there was blood right there at the fence line, but it had it washed away. You know, it was watery by that to- by that time, and it was five minutes after I shot him. So I'm just like, without knowing where I hit him, I'm just going to leave him till tomorrow. So I go to the landowner's house and they're, they're pretty skeptical about letting people underground. Um, and I tell him, I'm like, Hey, you know, I hunt the neighbors. I hit this buck. I had blood to the fence line. Just trying to ask you permission to go look for him. 
Are these the neighbors that even hunt also? No, these are the neighbors that don't hunt. But okay. even you don't technically need their permission. He does because the blood was washed away. Because you have to, you, you have, have, to have to be on blood. Yep. You can't just go grid search you without have to permission. Prove, hey, look, here's the blood. You have to yep. be on blood. Let's go back to Lee's ethics here. I don't think there's very many people. Your cult has great ethics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck. Uh, never no. getting away from that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> but. So I ask him, and I'm like, the blood's going to be gone. For real, though, that, that's Seriously. pretty awesome of you. Yeah. Like, all jokes aside on that, like, that's pretty cool. Because yeah. 90% of the people would not have done that. Yeah, and that's, Nobody would have. No. That's yeah. stemming from my dad. Would I have? Yeah, maybe. For sure you would have. I would have for sure. I believe in you. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. That's stemming from my dad, Austin? man. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't a yes. <laughs> Wait, is this on video? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So next day. No, you did the right thing. So I tell him, I'm like, his the blood's going to be washed away. There's no. You can't. Yeah. What, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I, I said, I got to look for him, you know, and, and he used to be a hunter. We were talking out there. He used to be a big deer killing SOB. He's got a lot of big deer on his wall, but he's just, he'd rather watch him now. And he shoots a doe or two for me a year, but he would rather pick up the sheds and see the big deer in his yard, essentially, which mm-hmm. his yard is. So by law, if he says no, you can't go on there. Right. By law, he if he tells me no, that's I'm, it. It is what it is. Yeah. So I tell him, I said, this is where he was. This is where he ran. And they've got like this really nasty thick bottom that's like 20 acres. And there's a four-wheeler trail on the top side because they ride their four-wheeler side-by-side through it about every day. And he said, you can grid search this bottom, but don't cross that four-wheeler path. And you're talking, that's like what? Hundred, hundred and fifty yards? No, it's it's like four hundred yards. What's this deal yeah. with the four? I mean, maybe you don't know. But. Well, it was just like a, he didn't want me tromping all over his ground. Essentially, respect. So okay. he gave me a hard line that's obvious. He's growing marijuana over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's obvious to see. You know, you're probably right, Eric. But shout out for letting you go. So I get in this bottom, and it's like nasty, woolly, multiflower rose, river bottom grass. I can't see me to you, Kurt. I can't see five feet yeah i'm gonna have to step on the deer basically but i grid search the thing to the holy living shit and no luck go back next couple well fly, fly my drone the next day you know called the co to make sure it was kosher and he said yeah if he's alive you're, you can't pursue him in iowa but if he's dead you know that you can use a drone um and long story short don't find him with the drone go look for crows listen for coyotes the next day nothing and I'm like, man, I I, I hit him. I, I mean, I had to have hit him well enough to kill him. I thought, you know, after looking at Deercast Track and talking with Josh, so I just I, at, it, at this point, how many days is it after you shot him? So the next day is when I grid search, and then the day after that, I flew the drone. So it's two okay. days after I shot him. Okay. And I'm talking with Josh, and he's like, well, <clears throat> the next day after that, he was like, well, go hunt, you know, go hunt. Or and a couple of my other buddies were like, go hunt, you know. You didn't kill him. You'd have found him in that first 400 yards if he was mortally wounded. And it's just one of those bow hunter feelings. Well, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. That not what I, said. I like this. No, I'm sorry. That's not what I said. <laughs> I, ta- up, I talked to a lot of people about it. It, it was just like, if, with the reaction you saw, what I was upset about was the fact that the landowner wouldn't go pursue past that. Because what we thought at the end of the day was like, if you didn't find him in that window, maybe you single-longed and something. Which, if you start talking single lung and liver, 
Okay. A couple hundred yards, a few hundred yards. Past that. Yeah. And I was like, man, that just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Something doesn't add up here. Neighbors got a marijuana farm. <laughs> yeah. They're Definitely. just super, which I'd be the same way. I mean, if I owned ground like that, I'd be like, meh, I'll go with you. You know, I'd go with somebody. I'd go with them yeah, at least. Right. Yeah. But they're an older couple, you know, they... Anyways, it's it's irrelevant. You know, I, I searched what they let me search. Didn't yeah. find it. Do they have a tie dye Volkswagen? No, van? they didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, the only no, reason no. I know they grow marijuana, I've been on a farm like this. <laughs> I just want to say this: you can't go past this point. We're going to ignore all those things, Lee. They are great people. Yeah, they have made a good relationship Correct. since then. None of that's actually true. <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting permission ground. on there at some point. <laughs> yeah, I bet you they are great people. And I'm trying to I'm trying to buy a forty from them. Where yeah, do, where do they live? Pop them off, guys. I mean, uh, but I will I'll definitely say that we like, need some coordinates. <laughs> they, they didn't need to let you on, but it's very exactly. cool that they did. Yeah, exactly. and that's that. That is that I stems mean, from him being a, a an old hunter, an old right. hunter. Yep. Yeah, that's. I mean, mad respect for him for he just wants to watch deer. Yep, you know, I get that. Well, if he went with you, he'd been like, you know, that four hundred yards. He let you search. Be like, well, you know, it's probably not dead. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't go with you. I'm surprised. So the reason he didn't, when I asked him, he said, "You can search that bottom," and he said, "I would go with you." But that bottom sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, you can't hardly that, walk that through makes it. Sense. Yeah. So that's why he didn't go with me. Yeah. But so two weeks I later. I wonder if he was like, man, if you really hit one, that's the effort you got to put. It. You know what I mean? I wonder if that mm-hmm. was like part of it. He knew. Yeah. Yep. Which if you really killed a deer, you're going, I mean, you wouldn't ask if you wouldn't have shot one, but yep. you know, I don't know. So I did not bow hunt another time because to me, when I, and a lot of people are going to call me an idiot for this. When I hit a deer and I think it's a shot that should be good enough to kill him. That's what my, that's the deer that my tag is going on. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That is the deer that my tag is meant for. I respect that. It's just a moral thing. And I had a gut feeling, you know, if I knew the deer was alive, I'd go hunt another deer. Like if you had a picture of him or something like that. Yeah, if I had a picture of him, but nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing. And I, on that 21 acres, I had nine cameras. That's where I went. I was like, is he alive? Because like every deer besides the 10 kept showing up. Well, and the, tr- and the trash he ate because the neighbor killed him the day after I killed and, well, killed him. You knew him. he was dead. Yeah, so the I knew he was dead. So it was like, I could go kill the old man 10, but it was just one of those stone gut feelings that I was like, he's alive. Mm-hmm. Or not, he's not alive. He's dead. He's laying dead somewhere. How many sleepless nights did you have? A lot. <laughs> A lot. Say two because weeks. Because it was just one of those gut feelings that I was like, he's dead. Yeah. He's in there dead somewhere. <clears throat> so we get two weeks down the road. First shotgun season in Iowa comes, and I am back in Amana hunting with my family, doing our shotgun pushes. That's where I do my camaraderie thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. We talked about that on the other episode. Culture type Yeah, stuff, you know, yeah. the deer the deer camp, you know? Cult, sure. Yeah. Stuff. Uh-huh. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on, like, the second drive of the day, and my phone rings, and it's that landowner's phone number, and I'm like... There's only one reason he'd be calling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just throws his shotgun. Yep, I'm answering this. He goes, and I was in a drive, being the bird, being the dog, you know, the bird dog, yeah, the bird dog. And I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going? He goes, hey, my wife was riding her horse yesterday and found your buck. You know, if you want it, you can have it. And I'm like, yup, be there tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Did you I beat uh, cheeks home. <laughs> I finished out the day, and then my I left my bow tag at home, and I had my wife's uncle, so my uncle in law, I guess. Yeah, put the tag on it. My wife was coming that night. I had her bring it with, you know. And this is where it relates to Chandler's buck because they just whopped the head off because it was coyotes that ate the whole thing. Yeah. The head was still intact. Uh, You know, there's still some fur on the head, but the whole body was gone. Yeah. And I 
posted a picture. I posted pictures like that of me just holding the head with the tag on. You know, I told the story, blah, 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 blah. And sorry, Austin, but I didn't have any bad, <laughs> anything bad come of it. Well, you know? God forbid we we're honest about it, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a whole different ball game. I'm not in the public eye. You know, yeah, that makes, I've got, a, that makes a little bit of a difference. We've kind of got a little bit of a spotlight on us. Yeah, so absolutely. Guys are going to scream, but yeah, spotlight on deer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was I'm really freaking I'm awesome. <laughs> awesome of them to get that. Me that that you is know? very cool. You know, and it's it very was cool. closure for me. And just, well, shows was a fatal hit. Cause how, much, how much further was he? That's what I was just going to ask. Like, how much? Yeah. How much closer was he, he from where you stopped? Yeah. Farm. They, she was riding her horse on the four wheeler path. Oh, shit. It was 75 yards over the four-wheeler path. But full circle, come to the shed season, they find my arrow. Um, and it is way up by their house. Oh, really? Yeah, they kind of circled around? Which is like a half mile. And based on what the broadhead looked like, uh, the one um, blade, that's the word I'm looking for. I couldn't think of the word. Was, Jesus. Was, yeah, I know. Was bent to shit. So I think I hit the shoulder blade caught the top of one lung and he made a you know because those one lung deer they're going to make a big loop yeah for the most part you know they're going to make a big circle come back to where they where they were shot in my experience Mm -hmm. um so i think what it was is i one lunged him he was going up that way lost the arrow up by their house made a circle back and died so i personally don't think he was dead when i was looking you know, now that I think you died like a week later, a couple of weeks later. I mean, it could be a couple of days. You know, who knows? Yeah. But I, I think. I mean, obviously, it was before two weeks later. Um, but just based on where they found the arrow and where he was ended up dead, I think he was making a circle. Yeah. And just took time to make the circle. And I, I would, you know, gut says two to three days. Yeah, you know, probably hung up, hung up up here a little bit, made his loop back, and ended up dying either from. He's a beautiful buck, dude. Bleeding I mean, for sure. Well, he's clean. He's clean too. There's no trash. He's pretty symmetrical. I mean, that that's a nice net and deer. Yeah, he's he's. I don't remember what he was. Wide, nineteen wide. Um, he reminds me a lot of my first buck that I shot this year. Mine's got shorter twos on him. But when I'm looking at your shed from last year and the jump that this deer made, my deer was the same way. He was a three year old this year and then killed him at four. Yep. And made a forty inch jump. Yep. And that's exactly what this deer did. And, yep. and in my experience. Three to four are big jumps, yep. and five to six are big jumps. Yep. He had that dark rack to him, too. Four to five is when I see a pretty mild jump, Ten, typically. 15, yeah. Ten to 15 inches, and I think that three to four is a 20 to 30-inch jump. Obviously, genetics pending, nutrition pending, oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then five to six, another big one. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's a beautiful deer. I mean, not crazy brow tines, um, but... Carries his mass really well. Good brows, though. Yeah. 21 acres. 21 acres. That's yeah. insane, man. Yep. Congratulations both, both on Thanks, him. dude. Yeah. And both of my deer came off of that 21 acres. And Pretty it's impressive. Just, it's, I, you know, I say it all the time. You don't have to have a good piece. You just, or you don't have to have a big piece. You just have to have a good piece. That's right. Yeah. right. That's it doesn't right. matter the size if it's the I was right. showing you some pictures earlier. Mm-hmm. That's a one acre piece. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. But. Yeah, he's, I mean, all around a really good deer. Uh, looking at the pictures on the camera, I thought he was going to be 65, uh, and he ended up uh, 171 and 7 eighths. Yep. That's awesome, so man. I, just, I'm quality, round up. I round up guy, 172, you know. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, you don't pass that deer. No. Nope. November 10th, that's where the real story starts. Yep. So that's when it gets weird, I suppose you could say. 
So the landowner hunts shotgun season, late muzzleloader. I tell him, I'm going to leave my cameras out, you know. I'll tell you if any good deer come in, whatnot. Um, so I go the first day of muzzleloader season to pull my stagnant cameras, my non-cell cameras. I love that term, by the way, stagnant camera. <laughs> I mean that's a good way to put it. You know the way. Sure. By the way, the reason if, I, if you have to go to the bathroom from drinking beer, you, I'm going to have to here go. shortly. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to make. Why it. don't we do that now? Because it's a good segue. Yeah, between go, do, killing do that thing. here. Do your thing. I'll bullshit with some of these guys here All right, and, sweet. and cut the time here. Yeah, um, you bullshit the okay, bullshitters. Now that Lee's off the mic. Let's talk about his cult. What do you guys think about that? Is that weird or what? <laughs> Dude, he's in too deep. He's get out. He's in. He's already out. No, we talk, no oh, he's we, still in. We're still getting to the great dilemma. He's got like he's got like three feet in. So the Great Dilemma is an interesting thing. It's not really a dilemma. It's more of like a... uh, It's a fun thing he's going to break down. He's going to ask you and Doug. Like a what-would-you-do situation. Yeah, what-would-you-do situation. And I feel like it's a a situation that's coming up. uh, It's very... It's probably more common than what we expect. We talked about that on the other podcasts as well. It's very rare that we do two podcasts with the same person on both series. But we're diving in a little more... Um, with this one than we did the previous one. So it's kind of fun this way. So you kind of get both a little, both and more. Both and more? Yeah, we got to talk about some turkeys with you, Austin, and we're not going to do it in full detail now, but we have some turkey episodes to do. We we got a little content. Yeah, we need some more. Quite a bit of turkey content. I haven't seen shit. Me neither. I've dropped the ball on my first season tag in Illinois. That's all right. It's only five days. It's kind of tough to fill that first one. That is one. tough. I fucked up. I should have got like second or third season in Illinois instead of first. Birds really react to the decoys for me in that first and second season. I always get first and second season. Josh has already been killing birds in Nebraska. Nice. Killed one. Yeah. Awesome. Turkey season 22, the killer episodes, man. Yeah, March 25th. It's, uh, it's March early, 25th. Oof. Yeah, it's an early season. Wow. Um, we started going out there. Beautiful footage, by the way. Shout out to Carson. Dude, Carson killed it, man. Carson, I like Carson. I like Carson, too. Should have brought him along on this one. Yeah, well. Next yeah. one. He, he's he's editing Turkey Season 22. He's, he's busy. Yeah, he's busy. They're, they're killing him and Perry need to come next. That's that's the group you want. I we, agree. You, Perry, Carson. Not ne- the group you want. <laughs> we do want that group. Two, you need two of three. <laughs> Wade, Wade, for, I have a question. Yeah. What's up? So, Josh, who do you think has a better facial hair? That one? <clears throat> or Perry, right? So, Doug or Perry, better facial hair? Perry, I love your lamb chops. Now, what, what does he have? He has the fucking... It's a Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu? I'm going to be busting my... Here, here's I, what I'm going to say. Here's I, what I'm going to say. Perry, you're engaged. Congratulations. Keep it going, Doug. Congratulations, Perry. Doug, you got a lot of work ahead of you. Doug is not getting um, engaged with a mustache. You guys so haven't I'm met calling. Perry? Perry is one of the most knowledgeable people that I've ever met in my life when it comes to... I felt, um, and this is not in a... Um, not in a gay way. <laughs> I was going to use some worse terms. I got to check myself with the gay stuff. You almost uh, let it out. I almost let out my... You got some hate in your heart letting You almost out. slipped. It, it, it's Oops. not, though. It's just me. It's, I say certain words because they're funny, not because I mean them. Okay. What do you got? Okay. You're what a comedian. You I, I just... I felt the connection to Perry. Like, he's just like our people. Harry's good shit. Yeah. Like, hanging out with them at the old, was it the West Side Tavern? I wasn't there because I was a little under the weather, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you were sick. Uh, <laughs> but we went out to the West Side Tavern or East Side Tavern, whatever side of it, of wherever we were at. Um, <laughs> the blue latte flu? It is bad. It's, it's some ghetto stuff. Perry's awesome. He's our people. Yeah. yeah. You guys love Perry. 
Yep. So you're saying my mustache is better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it gets rubbed no less. Perry, but, uh, <laughs> it. Hey, nerd. nerd. It's got less miles on it. Hashtag two tags. Hashtag two tags. Yeah. Perry's tagged out. <laughs> Eat shit. Hey, what's up? I was a little different over here. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Um, the, or are we at the Great Dilemma yet? No, not We quite. were getting there. We're um, getting there. We're getting there. So after I killed that buck, obviously my agreement with the landowner was... No gun, no hunting during gun season. So late muzzleloader rolls in. Um, I keep my cameras up. I say I'm gonna. I'll let you know. You know that old mature ten pointer still out there. It'd be great. He's got two boys. One's like eleven, and one's fourteen. Be a great deer for one of them to kill because they're, you know, they're big farmers. They kill deer to kill deer. You know. Mike etiquette is Sorry. on point. Sorry, burp. <laughs> um, they kill deer to help their crops out. That's why they're killing mm-hmm. deer, and the, and they do it for fun. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I tell him, I'm like, you know, this this deer would be a good one for your boys, you know. Um, it's pretty big. It's a respectable, mature deer. Um, so I go to pull my stagnant cameras um, on the opening day of late muzzleloader. Because I'm like, I got some other places I can hunt. I'm going to put them up and see what's around. I pull the one camera, and there's a freaking picture of Junk Brow on it that morning. And that's what I... This, that's his nickname is Junk Brow. That's what I called this deer. And Brandon called this deer. Shout out to Brandon. Um, What's up, Brandon? How you doing, buddy? Um, that morning, he's coming Opening in. day of muzzleloader. Opening day of muzzleloader season. I call Brandon because it's like the evening that I'm checking the cameras, evening-ish, midday. And he goes, you're fucking kidding me. And I said, no, I got a picture of him this morning. He goes, I'm headed out to hunt him right now, four miles from where he was this morning. <laughs> That's got to be a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And Brandon has shoot a one twenty. <laughs> no, Brandon's a big buck killing sob man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of permission, manages really well, and he's a he's a big deer killer. Um, so, anyways, long story short, I get a bunch of pictures of the deer, and I'm sitting with talking with Josh, and I'm like, dude, he showed up, but I can't hunt. Like, do I just ask the guy if I can hunt on the days he can't hunt, and if I kill him, I kill him? And Josh is like, just think long term. If you freaking go in there and you just get permission to hunt that place and you kill that deer, he's going to tell you to get screwed mm-hmm. and you're going to be done. Like, think long term. This farm's going to produce a lot of big deer for you in the future. Don't be an idiot, basically. I mean, don't be stupid. <laughs> what great advice. Me is like, for me, for whitetails, it's all about the story, right? Whether big deer, small deer, mature, it doesn't matter. You talked about your daughter, your stepdaughters, you know, last year. You had Pull that full, mic down just a bit. There. You had a full story with this deer. You wouldn't be able to tell it the way you wanted to if you had killed him that way. You know yep. what I mean? So I was like, there you go. That's your answer. The fact that he was calling me, I was like, you already know the answer to this question. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. You know, I was just like. Valid point. <laughs> Josh is level-headed <laughs> as fuck. Dude, he is. He is. <laughs> and I was just like, for me, it was like, there's two ways this can go. You go selfishly i was really happy he showed up late season because i was like <laughs> I, man, I have been an asshole the entire fall <laughs> yes i'm glad he's here but i was like either the landowner kills him one of the kids kills him you do a Great. lot of good service that way right you help them you you stuck to to your word which is i will put my cameras out i'm gonna help you out or you just tell him the full story and he says go do it i mean it's like either way it's a win-win for him you know what i mean yeah and he, he can hold his head high if you do it the other way, which is like, can I just happen to hunt the days that you can't hunt and I happen to kill a 204? And with the days of social media and he tells his full story. Hey, yeah. We're talking about it on the podcast right now. Yeah. He'd know. 
yep. can't end up well. You know what I mean? Like he would know at being some a point. farmer. You know, we talked about on the other podcast. Maybe it doesn't mean as much to him, but don't insult the man. Hundred percent. Let's, let's go back to the fact that he owns the ground. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the I mean? Dude has to be such an awesome guy. Yeah. He is. He's, he's a, not a guy leasing the ground, giving you permission. Right. Mm. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? The yeah. guy has to be. He sounds kick ass. He is. He's a good dude, man. And he's actually giving me permission on the rest of his farm this year. So see, he trusts you. Yep. And yep. he should trust you. Yep. Wait, what's this guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> name another deer hunter though that would do that. And like that's the not thing. Many. Is like at the end of our conversation, I'm like. You gotta do what feels right. I'm excited to hear how it goes. Yeah, All right, dude. That 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 says a lot about you, and it says a lot about the guy who owns the ground. And it sounds like you guys have a good trust relationship, which is what you need, and he needs for his ground. Not only are you going to be responsible and hunting his ground and killing mature deer, but you're going to be keep other fuckheads off his ground. You're gonna you care for his ground like he would care like for it's his mine. ground. Yeah, yep. right. So one of the times I was bow hunting, and this property is hard to get into, so you got to be pretty select on when you're hunting. Um, one of the times I was hunting, there was somebody trespassing on it, squirrel hunting, and I called him. I was like, hey, there's somebody squirrel hunting. Did you give anybody permission? He goes, no. And I said, well, you want me to kick him off? <laughs> you know? Because I hate messed up hunts. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was like, I mean, they're not supposed to be there. I don't really care, but sure. Kick him off, yeah. yeah go kick well, him and off. I think, too, like, you go in there and telling him, hey, this giant deer is there, like, being respectful about it, he could have been like, hey, this guy's respectful, he told me this giant deer was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that could have gave him a lot more respect for yourself. Right. So, so, so is long term, that's what I, that's what Josh and I, and in the end, it was my decision yep. to do it how I wanted to. I, obviously, I value Josh's opinion more than anybody. You know, he's yeah. like my best friend, one of my best friends in the world. Him and my cousin are, would be my top two best friends. Mm-hmm. And Brandon. And, and Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. So come to the conclusion that I'm just going to, I'm going to more or less beg <laughs> to hunt him, you know? Yeah. Um, go to his door, say, you know, I've, between me and my buddy, we know about this deer. He normally lives about four miles away from here during the majority of the year. Um, and he showed up. And I've hunted him a little bit, not really, um, but I've hunted him on the public ground, sat for him with not very likelihood of him coming in. Um, I know that you and your boys late muzzleloader hunt. Um, is there any way that I can hunt this deer? And he, he, him or Hawes for 30 seconds, just. Which seems like five minutes of him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was just like, hmm. Like the Jeopardy song was playing. I'm sorry. But he looks at me and he goes, Lee, I just don't know how to make it work because with our schedules, I don't know the days that we're going to be out there. It's not like I can just say, yeah, you can go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. You right. know? Were you devastated? <sighs> Initially, I was like just a freaking dagger low. to the heart, man. Right. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then I I got a pretty quick mind. And I think, and I'm, I look at him and I'm like, okay, how about I call you or text you at like three o'clock? You know, it gets dark at 5.15 to 5.30 at this time of the year, depending on the day, obviously. I said, how about I text you at three o'clock? And if you're not going, you'll probably know by that point if you're going to be able to go. If you're not going, I'll go. And he goes, he thinks about it for another like 30 seconds. And the whole time I'm just like, oh my God, please say yes. Please so say yes. There's a chance. And he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> "What was that one a million talk?" <laughs> he he goes, 
I think that'll work. And in my, the freaking fireworks go off in my head. I'm like, hell yeah. You, you just know, want to jump off that horse hoot There's a freaking hollering. chance I'll be able to kill him. Yeah, you so know? the great dilemma worked out in your favor. The great dilemma was, am I going to tell him about the deer or not? Yep. Mm-hmm. You went and, from 0% chance of killing him to about 90% yeah, chance of killing it, him. And it was like. That great dilemma talk is interesting because my hopper dropper deer was a very similar situation to that. I uh, I was hunting that deer on a 60-acre piece, knew he was probably living more on the east side of me, and told the neighbor about it. And the neighbor actually went and hunted him a couple times, and he said, you know what, on the, on the last shotgun season, if you get an opportunity and you want to go hunt that deer, you can. And I pissed the guys off that were hunting that farm, but I went in there and killed that deer. But it worked out. You have, you, have that, you have that relationship with the with the landowner, and it works out. So that's that's awesome, yeah. man. It's a great move. Um, I have a piece, uh, yeah, kind of similar to your situation, and I send them um, every picture that I get. Yep, and I'm as transparent as possible. The worst thing you can do is get caught up in a lie and a lie. Yeah, mm-hmm. on a big deer. And, and, yep, and you know what it is really is certain like. The longevity of it, and Josh gave great advice. In a situation like that, like if I'm hunting a piece that a guy's hunting with me and he gives me permission because I'm going to help him, I want him to kill a mature deer too. Yep. The reality of it is, though, I'm going to put more time in on that ground than most people will, than more than he will. So the opportunity of success is in my favor because the time is there. Um, so... You, I do worry sometimes about certain pieces like this. It's like, what if I kill one because I spent more time and he didn't, and then he's going to get pissed because he didn't put in the effort. That's that's a different dilemma, but that's not your fault. Right. Yep. And and I would say a relationship, I suppose, because you have relationships with landowners, yeah. is stronger coming out of it. Um, so I was in that, you know, what the quest hunt competition is mm-hmm. yeah. yeah me and brandon yeah. actually were partners yeah shot to brandon, brandon. Yeah, shot to brandon. good josh good and josh we won oh, it yeah. um you won it yeah we won it with our two deer yeah um he killed 161 inch 10 on one of his farms and i killed him and so you killed brandon <laughs> junk brow i killed oh, junk brow. Yeah. it's all it takes to win <laughs> hey, hey, r.i.p brandon yeah no hey no no you didn't <laughs> so um long story short we you were supposed to get side it? by sides Oh, really? But not enough people signed up in Iowa, so first prize was side-by-sides, but got bumped down to uh, Muddy Bull Blinds, which is still a free. So when do you find your lawsuit? <laughs> it's written in their, in their thing. Oh, okay. Not enough yeah. people sign up. Yeah, it's We're going to get side-by-sides. In the Instead, fine we print. got 80 CC CBRs or, or yeah. dirt, bike, yeah. dirt bikes. No, it, was, bikes. it was Muddy Bull Blinds, and that's, I'm going to put my blind on that property yeah, him and his kids to hunt out of See, during cool. gun seasons and and me to be able to take my wife and yeah. my stepdaughter and your and, girlfriend yeah no yeah. no <laughs> i got a freaking bomber wife man i do shout out to jackie shout out to jackie jackie shout out to hey what's the saying can't kill big deer if your wife sucks shout out to jackie and i killed two this year and having a newborn going out west killing an elk killing these two stud deer my wife Jackie's took, awesome. She took a freaking hit this year, man, yeah. and I appreciate it more than she knows. And, and most of our wives are in that same boat, man. But that's cool. That's very cool of you to do that with a box blind, especially for them kids to like be able to sit comfortably. It's yeah, because like, right now they pop up a pop-up blind, you know? It's yeah. like they're out there with negative 15 degrees with a wind chill in a 
pop up line. Yeah, the wind's right. pouring in. You now know? they got a Mr. Buddy heater, and I hope you're providing snacks. <laughs> he's Russ, got and, a, Russ and Milo's in there now. Yeah, he's got a little snack bar kiosk in there. Yeah, Kick man. ass. So you yeah, killed you killed Junk Brow. I killed Junk Brow, man. See working class on Deercast for that the right. whole story. So how did the landowner react when you told him? So that night, I called him right after I killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I just texted him. And I said, hey, I killed him. And he is – so he's only like mid-30s probably. And he did not reply to my text message. He and sends I, a sad face. And I was like – Send the gif. Fuck. I was like, oh, shit, he's pissed, you know. And he's just like doesn't care, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to him uh, – oh, couple weeks later, and he's like, nah, I saw the message. I just, you know, I was out with dinner with friends and just... You didn't respond? I just forgot to reply. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've been worried for two freaking weeks yeah, that you're pissed off at me, and I was going to lose permission on this farm. <laughs> he's not crazy. A 200-incher. He, he sounds like crazy. our people, though. He just texts back, nerd. It's <laughs> <laughs> that some people do not, you know, feel the same about that. Yeah, they, they don't, don't care. care. Like, a 200-inch deer is, like, life-changing. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's well, like, yeah, well, good job, man. And cool. I, I'm glad the story turned good out that reply. way. The guy, the guy that respected that deer, and the deer meant the most to you. So that's badass that it went to you versus one of his boys shooting it, and it got thrown in the garage. You know what he did? Which he they, you. I mean, they've killed some good deer on their ground, mm-hmm. and they mount them. You know, yeah. But it's we're here it's, talking about it. It's different, man. We're here you talking know? about it. Yeah, we're talking on a podcast. We're about giving it, this you know? buck a legacy. Yep, that's right. He is junk brow. Dude, this buck is insane. Pass him around. Yeah. 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 Let's get us some fondle, fondling on it. Doug, feel that up. Rub your mustache on it. Oh. Don't. Oh, get out of here. Go shit, man. It has been knighted. It has been knighted. It knighted. I love this it dynamic nice. between Lee and Doug. It's great. It felt pretty good. Yeah. Shout we'll, out to we'll, Outlaws. We'll get on that here shortly. Dude, that thing is so nuts. Like, it's heavy. You, you look at it from a different angle. And it just gets crazy. Yeah, double split brows, and the and the thickest part, the biggest blade yeah, of the brow like, is probably what two two and a half wide. I don't know. I've never I've never taken a measurement like that. Yeah. We talked in the last podcast yeah. about water displacement, displacement. measurements. Yeah, yeah. You it's don't so you don't you don't get to put a score on the blade Waza. the blade of the right. brows. But yeah, he's two two and a half inches wide on his blade on his mm-hmm. on the thick part yeah. of his brow. And that's where you know a deer like this, a water displacement, he would soar, oh, murder, murder. You know. We got to figure that out. Investors, call us up. Um, we're taking patent offers. We're gonna figure it out. Um, and I've got the score sheet now, so we can kind of go over some measurements okay. if you want. Yeah, run Heavy through, sucker. run through the mass at least. Okay, let me pull it up here. Can I guess? Go for it. Um, seven and three quarter. Oh, you're gonna go each measurement. Yeah. Uh, so they are deceiving. The bases are. What do you got? Because Six right, and a half? right at the base, very, very base is a lot smaller than sub right under the brows. Six and an eighth and sixth. And no sixth. way. Yep. Because right, you know, half an or not even half an inch, a eighth inch, quarter inch up from the base yeah. is super small, and then he blossoms out going into those big bladed brows. I don't know if that's super small, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, super, super small. <laughs> not, he, probably not the proper words there, but you is, know he, I mean. is he six on his next one? Next one's above average. So his <laughs> yeah. um, yes, H2, which would be the second circumference between the brow and the G2, they're both five inches. Wow. At the smallest point. And then this one's probably bigger, the last one. Well, you're on, you're, you're on H4 there. 
so H three um, right there. His right antler is four and five eighths, and his left antler is f- or not four and five eighths, five and four eighths. Sorry, a little dyslexia there. Still impressive as fuck. Um, his left side is five and two eighths, and his G or his not his G. His H four is five and five eighths on the right to side. To have an H four over five inches is nuts. Yeah, yeah. five inches that. on the left side. Yeah. So every mass measurement is over five inches. Impressive as hell. Or five inches or bigger. Yeah. That's insane. Total Crazy. gross score is um, 204 and an eighth. And uh, official net for fishing score is 197 and three eighths. Dude, that is insane. Net 197, that don't happen. No. no. And his typical, I mean, because realistically, he's a, I mean, he's a six by five, but his yeah. net. Five by five frame is one seventy seven and seven eighths. There's not a getting a thick that deer man. Slammer. How you like that, Doug? Not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not too bad. So what where does your season go from here? I mean, what the hell? Like to the future? Yeah, like what do you do? You gonna kill some turkeys? No. I ain't about them winged birds, man. The winged birds. <laughs> hey, you know what I say? Fuck them birds. <laughs> Fuck them, them birds. Fat Easy. chickens, bro. Yep. Come on. Dog. I know, man. I you know. know I my know daughter says it. turkey say. Cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bird. you got to get up early. That the ain't bird for me. is the word, man. <laughs> you guys are missing out. So Heard after that, that um, I'm a huge shed hunting guy. Big, mm-hmm. big, big. I'm one of those guys that, you know. After this season, it's like, man, eh, I rethink it a little bit. But I'm one of those guys where if I'd have to pick between shed hunting and deer hunting, it'd be a hard choice, but I'd probably choose shed hunting. Really? I love it, man. It's nuts. It's a love bold, it. bold statement there, brother, for a guy who just killed a 206-inch buck. Don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And don't like that. We got to pick up. <laughs> In his defense, he's been that way as long as I've known him. Yep. We got to life. pick up a Mondo six point, well, a t- three point, three point side. Yep. side. You got that thing in here? Pointer. Pick yeah, that thing here. Yeah, it's right there. Look at that hey, thing. You, you it's, a fucking, people, it's a fucking boomerang. Do you have people call bullshit on you on this? I did. I had Dude. some people that, you know, I, I'm. It's insane. I'm a TikTok guy. Yeah. <laughs> I like posting on TikTok. Hey, Eric wasn't, but um, now he is. Yeah. <laughs> Eric and posting TikToks of his kid and, right. and shit all of a sudden. I had a couple people that like, no way, you know, because it's like 61 and 5 eighths. gays. <laughs> Next thing you know, Eric's posting his kid on there. <laughs> hey, she gets weird. It's 61 and 5 eighths as a three point side. Wow. And actually, it was on a property that, uh, that I'm, a real, I'm a real estate agent, uh, full time job. I'm a feed salesman. Part time, I do the real estate thing, and um, I was actually showing Austin a farm, and we picked that up on the farm. You could sit on that. Oh, you dog. were there when he picked it up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he, so when he I was, yeah, go ahead. yeah, he had found it like the last time he was on the farm several days before that, and then I wanted to go walk the farm. So he's like, "Dude, we, <laughs> I got permission right. to pick this shut up. I could see it on the neighbor's side, but I called to get permission again, a, a testament to his character. Yeah. Instead of walking thirty yards over the fence and picking the shut up, he leaves." Mm-hmm. Calls the landowner. Hey, I found a big shot on your farm, but I left it there. And the guy gives him permission to pick it up. So pretty cool. I, I was yeah, with him when he deal. picked it up. It's and that one, insane. I could see it through the binos the day I found it, and that was a test of character because I was standing at that fence line for a solid ten minutes. Dude, like nobody in the right mind dude, would have left that. That is a whopper, freaking three pointer, man. <laughs> you sent that Let's be honest with like, what really happened. You're <laughs> showing us in the farm. You're trying to sell it. Hey, go plant it. some sheds around. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh-uh. how, look at all these sheds. Because I know. This I promise day, it wasn't there. This is day one hey, shit. Somehow they picked up 27 that yeah. day. <laughs> That's the only one we picked up. And Pretty good farm. Hey, there ain't no way I'm farm. leaving a shed out like you that because squirrels, man. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Tree rats will get it. 
I don't know. How many realtors plant sheds? I have no idea. For real, a bunch do. I have no idea, man. Hey, Every, not, none of us do it for the company I work for. 28 of them were hangers. Hey. <laughs> Every one of them. That's <laughs> insane. Austin's like, isn't that the buck you killed? No, no. No, I've hey, never seen that buck before. Hey, never. Hey, I'm going to buy this piece. Look at this deadhead we found. <laughs> yeah. The tag's on it. Hey, he's skull capped already. Weird. Dense trees in here. Every one of them's a hanger. Yeah, 27 hangers, one piece. I'm wow. Not, I'm not saying the company you're with does that, but some company does. For sure. They oh, do for sure. There's probably some people out there that do, but nobody I, nobody that works for the company that I work for. I will tell you this, though. You oh, have a I smart would. deer hunter looking at a farm, and you're going to pull that shit, they're going to call you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. They know. But like, there wouldn't be sheds here, bro. Trust me. This yeah. ain't a late-season farm, and I know that going in. Yep. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> That's pretty much how that would go. But so, so I'm a huge shed hunter. I find 70 to 80-plus a year. That's a ton. Ew. Yep. I'm, I've got a similar goal. Of, You're Dana Pace members. I've got a, there, I've got a similar goal of Dana. Um, my goal is a 75. Do you know Dana inter. personally? No. I mean, I've talked to him a few times on social media. Yeah. Because um, I do the buy and sell thing a little bit. Yeah. Not much. Yeah, driving um, the price up of antlers. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Making them, making them shed poachers look for him, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, no, I just do for fun, you know. How many sheds do you find a year, Josh? Zero. Mark doesn't let me go shed, don't. I, I edit. That's what I do. Right, nice. He yeah. actually. Yeah. So yeah, this is the worst shed year I've had since I was nine years old. For real? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, with the mild winter, and I had some trespassing problems on some farms. That Drought. Just none of them are shedding. There's well, throwing the deer, back into the, the deer had held really late, in my opinion. Um, they we, were we got super, to see a couple deer wearing antlers. Yeah. What, like three weeks ago? This yeah, would have been, been like end of April. No R- shit. Really? Or middle of April. Yeah. March. Middle of March. No, no. When we walked right that now. Van Buren piece, it, that was only two weeks ago. Yeah, true. So it would have yeah. been like April 10. Yeah, April Holy 10. fuck. Yeah. Uh, there's wow. two bucks, one holding each side. But so to me, it was a really mild winter. So the de- <laughs> Everybody sees how much they can cuss in a 30-second span. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Get Josh, it out. you want to get in there? Fuck pussy dick. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so mild winter for me, the deer were pretty spread out, you know, Um Last year, I had the most sheds I've ever found in a year. I found 107. Last year, you did? Last year. You're welcome. I found 107. Yeah, I found quite a few with Josh. Wow. Uh, Josh doesn't find any, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's editing. Yep. Um, While walking around. And then this year, <laughs> I only found 26. Damn and you normally, I find 70 to 80. Wow. Yep. And just, like I said, between trespassers, mild winter... On twenty one acres, out. yeah. It wasn't for a lack of effort. <laughs> no, that's not acres. that's not twenty one acres. That's, that's not, I shed hunt. That's cult ground all over. It, see, funny thing about that is, you ain't gonna is find a fucking. Shit I hardly find food. shit on because everybody looks for them. A lot oh, of people yeah. look for them, and there ain't people, no food. There's no food. They don't well, eat food a lot of squirrels. Water. Yeah, I I find. I mean, I walk a lot. of I have a hard time believing there's no food on thirty thousand acres. So trust us. Last year we we don't hunt there for a reason. Okay, that makes they, sense. I, they, I believe you guys. I'm just, they crop farm 8,500 acres, 85 to 9,000, depending on the year. They put, you know, take some out if it floods and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Last year, there was 719 acres undisturbed that didn't have cattle on it, didn't get turned over, or there's a product that they call Genicore, um, which DuPont owns it. It's a byproduct of this detergent industry, really high in nitrogen, and it stinks what? like shit. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Amana could be the pinnacle. It could be the best manage 26,000 acres in the world. It never will be, though. Never will be. That's a shame. Yep. Shout and it cult. hurts me as a deer hunter. <laughs> so who's the cult leader there? 
Oh. Make a phone call or two, man. Nah, there's Can we get him on the podcast, you think? Be like, hey, listen, manage your cult. His dad. So, speak German to your dad and tell him to manage the cult. So the way Amanda sets up, there's a board of directors that's in charge um, to make the decisions. We're back on this again. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. sorry. We Lee. got on it, man. Lee, I'm uh, sorry. There's a back conservation on, committee, a conservation committee that's in charge of conservation on the ground. My dad's on there. Um, he was the chairman for a long time. And this year after the EHD hit and people just finally getting pissed off about it, you know, there's enough deer hunters now that it used to be just an orange conscious deer hunter. Now there's enough of them that care. It's honestly a great representation of what numbers could do to change something. Right. Right. There's a, there's a a small group of people (laughs) have known, (laughs) there's a small group of people have known what it could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's also a small group of people that can make the changes. All of a sudden, there's a new influx of pressure mm-hmm. yep. to make a difference. So they actually started a uh, basically a deer side committee of the conservation committee, and I'm on that because I've that's got, great. I've got a nutrition background, and and I I like it. You know, <laughs> I like yeah. deer. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like it. I, like it I don't know what to do with my hands. I like I like it a lot. <laughs> hey, you're trying to make a difference. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, Good and, on you, man. That's yeah. that's a positive step. So you didn't bring that up. 30 minutes and 45 minutes ago, we we're talking about your cult. <laughs> yeah. So enough, enough people you're part finally, you know, yeah. think about it and will something happen? Probably not. Yeah. In, but in no. the end, in the end run, it's a business and they got to yeah. make money. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're trying to make changes, right? That's yeah. what's important. Making a difference. Dude, this podcast was super fun. Um, I've never done, I'll give you a lot of credit here. We did. It was probably one of my, one of my favorite deer cast episodes. I, I think as far as just, it was fun. Good episode. Um, and I've never done a, a DeerCast episode and then did a working class bow hunter regular WCB episode with the same guy, like in relative, like similar story, similar season, that type of thing, and still had so much interest and so much fun and conversation. Um, it was great. I had a great time on this episode, man. I appreciate and it, man. Hearing your stories. You're a great storyteller and you're a killer. And we're happy to have you in studio and I appreciate you coming. I thought it was terrible. And uh, Josh? Okay. Josh and I will be back, given the opportunity. You, you were a great addition. Nope. I was just here. You were. Nope. Um, I'm just Perry, here so I don't get fined. Perry, Carson, <laughs> even Wade is is welcome next time. Um, and maybe uh, maybe Mark will come back. Mark, we need to come. For sure. I wonder if I could be like, hey, Mark, bring the boys. Field trip. Field trip. We're going to bring some, a school bus. We're going to drink some whiskeys. The boys. Can I come with and drink beer? Nope. Yeah. Not be part of it? Oh, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. Cool. <laughs> boys, your boys are your... being caged. Colt. For sure. We need to get them up for that turkey palooza party. We do need to talk about that. that? Fifth season in Illinois, but you guys wouldn't First have First week in May. Yeah, you wouldn't have tags this year, but next year. May 6th? What's that? Yeah, May 6th. May 6th. That's a cool day. What's up? Birthday. Hey, we can throw a birthday party. You want to come out and have a good time? We got a limo. You guys are welcome. Really? Well, Austin hey, has a limo. Easy. You have a limo? Hey, don't throw it on him yet. You got a surprise. We have a working class bow hunter set up here. We'll talk after the episode. We're going to get you guys to Turkey Palooza. We're going to film some stuff. We, yeah, we I don't need, turkey hunt. I'm just going to drink. Yeah, no, you just film. And hey, oh, okay. time. what do you think I do? You just, yeah, film, you just film me. We just hang out. Hey. Hey, we can, they can only hunt till one over here. Mushroom hunt. So after noon. that, I thought it was noon in Illinois. One o'clock, one, 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 and then we can mushroom hunt after one, and then you can yeah, drink beer anytime sense. after. <laughs> well, we're adults, so you can really drink anytime. whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. You, you can drink anytime Pass. you want. So 
That's fun. Appreciate um, you guys. Lee, you got anything to add, buddy, at the end of this episode? Not a whole lot, man. I just appreciate you guys letting me come over here and tell my story and, like you say, tell the legacy of Junk Brow, man. It was a ton um, of fun, man. I hey, hope that, I, for your sake, while we're on you right now, I hope everyone that listens that knows our jokes are sarcastic and that they genuinely are good people that are in your <laughs> life. And that's how we joke on this podcast. That's what makes us fun. That's what makes us real. So people who are new be on on Lee's sake, I said Josh, didn't I, earlier? No, you said Lee. Uh, on Lee's sake. On Lee's behalf. I know who he on is. On Lee's behalf. We're, uh, <laughs> we're very sarcastic. That's what we do here. And I'm I'm cut from the same teeth as you guys. A lot of my friends understand this kind of stuff, so you're yeah. not, you don't have to be worried about that. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon. We're all degenerates. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Brandon. thanks for being here again. Hey, man. I didn't contribute much. Congratulations again, man. Thanks, brother. Hell of a season. Here's the thing. A guy like this, he said it. I'll never have a season like this again. It's pretty easy to believe. There's only a couple people that will. If you will into existence being a good dude, he will. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Appreciate I'm, not, it, boys. I'm not pumping them up, man. Like it's. I feel the vibe. Think about how many things we covered today. People would have made different decisions. There's a lot of guys who would have cut some corners on that to be a little easier about it in the time that would have made it harder for them later. Yes, sir. For sure. So that's very true. Austin, what you got, buddy? That was a great time, man. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the story of Junk Browse. Yep. We'll see you Saturday. Hell yeah. <laughs> go, walk, go walk another farm. Go walk another, another farm. farm. <laughs> see you Saturday. Eric, what you got, buddy? No, man, congrats. I mean, a hell of a season from the elk to these two wonderful deer in here, and hope you can do it again next year. Thank you. Don't even ask Doug. Gonna, we didn't even talk about that. What's your sister's name? Right? Uh, I will say, Which part, uh, what, what, what thanks for our never, college career. Yeah, uh, thanks for uh, never kicking me out of Outlaws. So. There you go. You That's guys went to the same college. Appreciate yeah. that. Hold on, we're we're going to talk about it right now. You guys went to the same school. We did. Yeah, we both went to Iowa State. Same time? Yeah. Uh, yep, pretty much. And I was a bartender at one of the bars. And, and I was at the bars. And Did you recognize him? Do you like? Do you know him from the bar? I don't think so. I didn't have a mustache. He's, he's all blacked out. He couldn't remember. Doug, shit, shave man. your mustache off quick and see if you recognize him. Then I might remember, remember him. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't remember him without the mustache. Hey, imagine Doug with no pussy. Okay, now blink, and then here it is again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. God no, damn. Lee sucks. <laughs> Yeah, story. yeah, Josh. Go ahead and tell the story. I'm not telling shit. Yeah, you guys could have been buds. You guys would have been after the same women, but nobody would have got any. So you guys have just been friends anyway. <laughs> you guys have been playing Call of Duty at the dorm. <laughs> when I started working at Outlaws, I was a bouncer. When I started working, I was a bouncer. And Josh came up one day, a couple times actually, and he was underage. And so the both times he came, my boss was sitting by me and I was checking IDs. And he tried to get in. And I'm like, dude. My fucking boss is right next to me. I can't let you in underage. Like, and you've known him forever. Yeah, I know how old he is, you know? Right. <laughs> and he still gives me grief about that every time we talk about <laughs> so it. Been, did the hey, ID so, look, he's your boy. You what's funny is, when I turned 21, I forgot my ID, a.k.a. I lost it. <laughs> yeah. We all did. Guess what I gave him to get into the bar? Your credit Foid card. Void card. Nope. Oh, We're in Iowa. Your hunting license. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. He gave me his hunting license and his date of birth on it. Is that like, your date of birth on it? Yep. So, so with that, you know, I checked IDs for six months, and then I went to a bartender. It was Ames rules. You had to ID everybody that walked through the door. Technically, did everybody do it? No. But I did with everybody just because it was fun. You got great morals. Too, I, <laughs> I checked. <laughs> the oldest ID I checked was an 86-year-old grandma. <laughs> I mean, clearly, Literally, this clearly. guy was the one that you're like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. We, know, we know what you used to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, you old bitch. You're in. <laughs> and she you know, loved bad. it that I checked oh, her ID. Man. Oh, for loved sure. It. I hated it up. You probably pulled it up. What are you, 21? <laughs> you pulled the whole card on her. I went to buy beer yesterday at a gas station, <laughs> and I, it was like those new hard, hard Mountain Dews, just because I was like, I want to try them, you know, because you know, I was one of those little redneck kids that loved yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Who did and I said it on You're the You're from desk. Iowa. Yeah. I said it on the desk, and the girl looks at me, and she goes, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to see some ID. <laughs> I'm like... Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah 30. 20, 30. 27. You're checking that old lady's ID, 1936. It's like, hey, honey, we're going to need some. Yeah, I need a second form Second form, please. ID. Got any rusty old cars in your <laughs> How much land you got? Yeah, how much land you got, honey? Who are you married to? Oh, deceased. What's up? I <laughs> Widow. You got a will? Nice. You got a will? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we took a weird turn there at the end. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah. Dude, baiting the ladies for hung ground, not out of question. Doug, you got anything to close with? He would. <laughs> Congrats. Thanks, brother. Thank you. All right, you know what to do. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the support. Hope you enjoyed this one. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv